Football Monday here on The Fanatic, going with you until midnight. I'm Devon Givens as we break things down from the Eagles' win over the New York Giants, 48-22. to They beat them so badly yesterday that you probably don't even remember the score. And that's okay because it got out of hand. It got out of hand quickly, and you decided to go do some last-minute Christmas shopping on a Sunday before you got ready for the work week. So we're here with you to kind of recap it all tonight, following Inside the Birds with Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan. Always great to see and talk to those guys on Mondays or Tuesdays, whatever day it might be, and I'll follow them up here on this Monday night. Also, hanging out with us this evening until midnight will be Tom Alvord producing the show. We'll talk to Tom, get his thoughts on things, and dive into it all. We'll also jump into the leftovers in the 11 o'clock hour around 11.45, see what we may have missed as we were wrapped into all the Eagles conversation, Sixers winning, all the good vibes that are happening here in Philadelphia. We'll keep it going with you here tonight. And we'll also go around the NFL in the, uh, in the 11 o'clock hour also to check out what took place and kind of update you on some things that happened around the league to see how that affects the Philadelphia Eagles and their standing now at 12-1 and on the season. Your birds 12-1, and you already know that. But we wanted to talk, of course, like most have all day long, starting from yesterday, though, with the postgame show, Connor Thomas and Tom Alvord, as they discussed things last night here on 97.5 The Fanatic for the Sixers game and laid everything out for you of how it all went down and, and playing everything out that took place in the game, what stood out to you. And we're going to continue a lot of that tonight following what Jeff and Adam were also doing because we do need to talk about what took place. The great performance, obviously, from the defense. The fantastic performance by the Eagles offense. And when was the last time, as they were talking about the best Eagles team ever, when was the last time it looked this easy? They had the hiccups where they were in the back-to-back weeks that they struggled and losing against Washington, struggled against the Colts, but were able to pull that one out in the final minute of the game. And then they did what they did against the Green Bay Packers, where they put up the 40. Green Bay had 33 and made it interesting that night. But was it ever really in question? Not very much. But overall, things look so easy for the Eagles right now. Starting with Jalen Hurts. He sets the tone for how the day is going to go. The 21 for 31, 217 yards. The numbers don't jump out at you with that performance. 21-31, 21-31, 217, two touchdowns. Doesn't really jump out and say much to you, except for when you've watched this team all season long, they look as he does, and which is why we'll talk about the MVP conversation a little bit later. They look so under control. They look so, so in tune to what is happening at that particular moment that week against that opponent where it, it just seems like it's easy uh, to them. And, and I love it. And I, I think we all love it with how easy things seem. Now, I know that there are the handful of people who are like, it can't be this easy because we are Philadelphia. When is it going to bite us in the you know what? And it's going to smack us in the face because we were too overconfident. When is that coming? Well, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it won't because they are just that good. They dominated the Philadelphia, the Eagles did over the New York Giants on Sunday. They absolutely dominating them the fact that they were up at that point 24 to 7 at the half 
all right, you know, it was like, okay, it just easy, easy work. When Desha- when I was about to say Deshaun Watson, Jackson, when when Devontae Smith caught that touchdown over the defender because he decided to go and make a pick instead of hitting Smith when he tried to catch the football and maybe dislodging it or knocking him out of bounds where it would have been an incomplete pass because even if he caught it and not get two feet in or get his body in bounds before he went out of, out of bounds, out of the field of play, that would have worked in favor of the Giants. But what did they do? Well, they've lost basically since they haven't won in a couple of weeks. They're winless in their last, what, four games, five games. Now the Giants are. They had to tie the week before, and they've just been on a losing streak at this point, the New York Giants are, with their schedule. They just did what the Giants do. As not a, they're just an okay football team. Yes, their record is seven five and one, but they're an okay football team. They had a really good start, and since then they have not been all that good. And my point is, the Eagles do this to teams also. Tennessee the week before, how we were talking about them and how we were praising them, rightfully so, with how good they they looked and how good they seemed. We had every right to worry a bit of the physicality how the Eagles would handle it, how are they going to score the points, how are they going to stop Derrick Henry on the other side, and the Eagles made them look bad. Was it the Tennessee Titans that made themselves look bad? No, not really, because they tried to run the ball. And when that was not successful, they tried to pass. And the week before, Ryan Tannehill had 291 yards through the air. So they're capable of doing those things. It just didn't work out. And with it not working out, part of that was because of what the Eagles did, how many points they were putting up, how difficult it was for them to score on the Eagles, and therefore they had to change their game plan. The Giants wanted to do a similar thing. Try to establish Saquon Barkley, injury and all. Try to establish him to allow for them, who use about, I think I read, 50 to 60% of play action is their offense. And with them liking to do that, no run game. The Eagles took that away from them, and they were scoring the points on them. So it was very natural that they're going to have to throw the football and try to catch up to what the Eagles were doing to them on the offensive side. But they set the tone immediately. The two sacks by Reddick and Sweat right out of the gate, and then the Eagles come down the field and score the first touchdown. And after that, once the Eagles get a lead, same thing with Green Bay when they went up on them. I was actually surprised that Green Bay came back and scored on them on that Sunday night. When the Eagles got up on the Giants, I just simply looked at it and said, oh, how, how are they going to blow this team out today? That's what my approach was to that game after the first score. How are they going to make this team look silly tonight, this afternoon? And they did it. They did it with the balance of the pass And setting up that pass was the run that Miles Sanders had that was already working pretty good. And then Miles Sanders closing the game out. So as we talk about this game and this team in particular and how dominant they were, how easy do they make it look now against these opponents, folks? How easy is it? You see it. I see it. Tom sees it. We'll talk with Tom about it in a little bit. They make it look very, very easy. So what is it that they did yesterday and maybe even before that against Tennessee that they make it look so easy against their opponent with how things played out on Sunday? Because for me, it was the number one approach of taking care of business of the opponent in front of you, not looking too far ahead, 
not getting to the Chicago Bears, nor looking past the Bears to get to the Dallas Cowboys. None of that. I even heard one of the players say yesterday, I don't know if I believe it or not, but I even heard one of the players say as they found out that they had clinched the playoff berth, they were like, oh, really? I didn't know. Cool. Now, that part of the cool, we got that out of the way. We have bigger things that we want to accomplish. But I don't know if I believe the fact that they just simply did not know that if they got that game that they actually did clinch a playoff berth. But even if they didn't, it's great because they are laser focused on what the task at hand is, which is handle your business again. And we've talked about this with the team and the goal that's in front of you, which is knocking down the New York Giants. They did it. And once they did it, they celebrated cliche and all as Jalen Hurts is. He's right. Celebrate it for right now. and Forget about it later because that's what they do. They just move on to the next thing. And after they take care of that next thing, they hit that next domino of that next thing. And that's how they approach it week to week. And it has served them very well. And this week it was Jalen Hurts with his 217. But look again, he had 380 last week with the three scores and the rushing touchdown. This week, I thought the game plan was going to be very similar offensively. Well, defensively, certainly, and that worked. Take away Saquon Barkley, you take away their offense. But then keep that balance that I wanted to see against the Giants. But you can pass on this football team, so go ahead. But mix in the run game a little bit more to set things up, and they did just that where Miles Sanders carried the ball 17 times for 144 yards, that one carry for 40, and the score late in the game. So 16 for 104. He was tremendous yesterday with an 8.5 yard per carry on the afternoon with the two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, Boston Scott, who's a giant killer, always gets one, and he got it at the end. Um, just did He just did a fantastic job. And now you look at this team and say, what can't they do? They beat you at the run. We saw that in the uh, week where they put up the 100, 350 yards on the ground for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they made that look easy, right? Then you go to the game last week against Tennessee with the running game. They tried to establish it. Didn't work. No problem because Jalen Hurts was just flat out airing the ball out the way that he was. They didn't need the running game. This week, They needed the running game a little bit, and they got a lot of it against that Giants defense that they just simply wore them down, pounding them, pounding them, pounding them, hitting them with big plays down the field where you get touchdowns of 33 yards for A.J. Brown, 41 for Devontae Smith, and they're now even going to the tight ends. Calcaterra and Jack Stahl getting double-digit long catches on the afternoon for those two where they combined from four catches for 44 yards, and now they're part of the offense. Quez Watkins, four receptions for 19, five targets. He's not even getting big plays. I thought he was going to get a big play against that team yesterday. The big plays went to Brown and Smith, and oh, by the way, Calcaterra and Stahl, they're beating you how they want to. They are toying with teams now, and it's so fun to watch. And I, I again, just wanted to pick your brain on this on this Monday night, a football Monday, how they got it done, what stood out to you as always the day after, what impressed you the most about what they did against the New York Giants. It's almost comical because as Tom and I were talking about it, they are beating teams like this. And look, you're 12-1, and one, so there's not many things to complain about. We can probably go to the special teams and say, oh, 
Um, special teams, again, didn't do all that great. Aaron Sippos, you know, they got the, got the block punt, and now he's hurt. They're going to have to get a new punter in here. They'll find someone, right? They, they find. Did they find someone already? Did they sign Got it? someone, officially. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brett <laughs> Kern, former Titan. Say it again? Brett Kern, his name is, former Titan. Okay, well, I remember him. And yeah. guess what? They went and got him. Cool. Punt the ball, my man, and, and get the job done. So they'll do that. They did that, and, and they fixed that. Well, all right, the week before they had issues with the special teams, Brent Covey, 106 yards on a couple of uh, uh, punt return opportunities for him. He had a good return yesterday once again. you We don't have anything to p- complain about with this football team. Is that a problem? Is that a problem for people? Because we know how it goes. A lot of times you're looking for things and you're wondering what the issue is, and there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing that, that we have to look at and say, well, I, I want this to be an issue. No, you don't want anything to be an issue. You want this thing to be clean as possible and, and pick up the win at the end of the day because you want to get what you want to get, which is that number one seed eventually leading to an opportunity for you to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl and take these teams down. If they can do that, it'd be fantastic. I think they can. I think they will, quite honestly. That's how good this football team is. And there's not much, again, for us to complain about. So the good things that you saw it's all ho-hum. It's uh, no big deal at this point. But, man, aren't they doing it in a way where you look at them and you say, Tag, this team is good. Man, this team is good. To the conversation with Jeff and Adam we're talking about, the best team of all time, best team for you with the Philadelphia Eagles. We also had that. Tom had texted that to me earlier. Same thing with the best show ever. They had a similar conversation. Having that discussion, when you look at this team, you start to think back in the history, especially if they win this thing, of how good they are, where they rank with the other teams in the history, and that's how they are handling things right now. I like this football team. Jeff, if you're still listening, I remember last season when we were watching them early on, and I remember specifically saying to Jeff, as he and Adam were doing the show, I just don't like this football team. I just don't like them. There were a lot of reasons to not like them early last season until they turned it around and eventually went on a winning streak Shane Steichen with the play calling, taking over for Nick Sirianni, changing the offensive game plan, mixing all of that stuff up where they eventually became a a playoff team. I started to like them a little bit more. I really like this football team a lot. I feel very comfortable with this football team every single week. I look at them and I, I believe that they are going to win the game. I never look at myself where I get carried away and feel overconfident in any situation, whatever the sport is, and me evaluating and predicting a score or predicting a series, I never get that carried away. That's not me. I try to look at it logically and say when I have a concern about something. If I feel the opponent poses a problem and I'm a little concerned. I've also taken the phone calls, Devon, why are you worried about it? You're over, you're worrying about something that you don't need to worry about. You might be right. You might be right. I have not worried I thought that Tennessee would pose a problem. I did not expect the Eagles to beat them as badly as they did. I thought Tennessee would do more. I thought the Eagles would win, but I felt Tennessee was a challenge. And in the end, they weren't. I didn't think there would be a challenge against the Giants, division opponent at all, looking at a three-game road trip and not slipping up with this new challenge. As we watch this, I have said to you all for the last couple of weeks, when they were undefeated and then they lose to the Washington Commanders. And I've talked about on numerous shows 
how I've learned something from this team basically each week. They are checking things off of this season that I look at them and say, all right, this one makes sense because of this reason. This one makes sense because of that reason. And now they start off a three-game road trip. And, oh, by the way, if we were to jump ahead to the Chicago Bears coming off of a bye who are going to be fresh, I really, really look at this and say, I'm not worried about the Chicago Bears either. I'm not. I'm not getting carried away. I just simply know that the Eagles are a much better team. The Chicago Bears are not very good. They're going to look at what they do well, try to take that away from Justin Fields, and shut that team down where they're going to score less than 17 points. That's what they're going to do. They're going to do that to the Chicago Bears. They keep checking off things of what they are doing as they create this path of getting to the number one seed, first winning the division, securing the number one seed, winning in the playoffs, and then get to the Super Bowl and quite possibly win that one also. That's how good this team is. That's how comfortable they make me feel. And I am not uncomfortable saying that I feel comfortable. I feel good in saying that because how many times do we look at these teams, bite our fingernails and say they're going to hurt me in some way? Well, I don't look at this team that way, especially going week to week against the opponents that they have and how they are taking care of business. They dominated the Giants yesterday after that first score. Once those two sacks were registered by the Eagles and then they put up that first score on the board, I was like, all right, this one is over. Lights out for the New York Giants. They don't have it, and they did not. And that was because of the Eagles. Sure, that they are not the Giants, a very good football team, but the Eagles are that good where they smelled the blood and the water, and they just simply attacked. And they did. They dominated them. They did it in a lot of different ways. Miles Sanders was great yesterday. I am really enjoying who he has become as a running back because I have gotten on him a number of times with how disappointed I have been in him and him always trying to bounce it outside and try to use his speed to hit the edge and make a big play instead of just simply pick, 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 and then boom. Then you got it. And that's exactly what he has been doing. And yesterday was arguably his best game as a pro. He was great yesterday against that Giants defense. He was great. 17 carries and 16. Pardon me. Let's, let's take that one big play away. 16 carries. 104 yards and a touchdown. He was fantastic throughout the game. And then he just capped it off with the LaShawn McCoy late game, bust out touchdown to close it out and, uh, you know, give him two touchdowns on the afternoon. That's how good he was. And then, oh, by the way, you just get the typical A.J. Brown, 70 yards. That's become the norm. Devontae Smith is going to be second. Oh, he's going to get 55 yards. Sure. All right. He got 64 on five catches yesterday and on eight targets. And then you sprinkle in everybody else. And on that first drive where they got their first touchdown, he, Jalen Hurts hit eight different receivers in that first, on that first drive in the first quarter. It's fantastic. And he's just spreading the football around. And then when you talk about the defense, we knew they didn't have any receivers. Richie James was the only one we talked about with Darius Slayton. Combined, they had nine catches for 103 yards and a touchdown. And it meant absolutely nothing. When Isaiah Hodgins caught that first touchdown, I was like, all right, he got slay on one, and so what? No big deal. Because I wasn't worried. I just, I wasn't worried. And that's how good the Philadelphia Eagles are. They don't cause me to worry. 
And I don't feel like I'm overreacting. I'm not overconfident with anything. I am at the level of confidence I should be. Level of confidence I should be with this football team because that's how good they are. They are the best team in the NFL. It's not even a question. You don't get an award for being the best football team in the regular season, except you are rewarded with a week off before the play when the playoffs start, and you are the only team that is rewarded with that in your division. So that is your reward that you get to do that before playing two home games on in your on your field in front of your fans. That's exactly what you are rewarded for. It's all about the the Super Bowl, but along the way. They're getting us, they, they are giving us a pretty good show, a pretty good show they are giving us right now this football season. So as we start things off on this Monday night, we we'll want to get your thoughts on what stood out to you the most, how impressed were you with the win, or is it just simply, yeah, I expected that. <laughs> I expected that. No big deal. That's where I am because, folks, that's where I am right now. I, that's where I am. I expected what they did to the New York Giants yesterday. And I love every minute of it, of how they took that team down. 610-632-0975. We'll also talk with you about the Jalen Hurts MVP conversation later on in the show because he is now the favorite. DraftKings Sportsbook, you know that I am with DraftKings Sportsbook, the draft line show every Friday, 6 to 7. You heard Jeff talk about it. Adam also during the Inside the Birds radio show. And on DraftKings Sportsbook, he is the favorite right now for the MVP this season. He is going to win it. If he keeps, if he throws two more touchdowns in every game or a touchdown and run one in and gets two a game and not turn the ball over and they continue to win, it's his. That's not a question. And with that, I have a question about MVP as we go along this evening. We'll also have some fun with some side stuff to talk about as we are now, 13 days away from the big day, Christmas, 13 days away. So we are right there. So I hope you guys, come on, I, I know you people. I've been with you now for 15 years on this radio station, a number of years on Twitter, whether I was producing, hosting, interning, taking the phone calls, talking with you, hosting with Jeff when we would do D&G radio. We know you're last-minute shoppers. We know you're out there. So think how fast we've gotten here, and we are now here. Where And I said that, and Tom looked at me like, wow, it is actually 13 days away. So I know you guys are last-minute shoppers, and we all are. We're all in that same boat. So I have a question. We have a question for you tonight. Uh, something that is a, a long-time tradition with Christmas, and I want to throw that out there. I only have two full shows with you this week, tonight and Wednesday. So Tom and I are together with you tonight. So we'll present that to you as we go along with the show. But I want your overall thoughts on the game yesterday. Eagles now 12-1. and one. Uh, are, How do you feel about them being the best team in the NFL? What they did yesterday is showing you something else. Did you learn anything, again, from this football team in that victory? And what stood out to you overall in the moment of seeing the Eagles take down the New York Giants? They're now 12-1. 610-632-0975. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know, they clinched a playoff berth in the uh, playoffs. They are locked in. That's one down. Check that one off. They are in the playoffs with a uh, playoff spot clinched. They are the only team in the NFL to do so thus far in clinching a playoff berth on Sunday. So your team is in. It's just a matter of what their path is as they go forward. 
632-0975. Devon Givens with you here on this Football Monday on The Fanatic, which is presented by Pierce Phelps. Whatever it takes, go to nopaybryant.com. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls right here on the Football Monday. I'm Devon Givens until midnight, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. The Fanatic. All right, 831-975-THE-FANATIC, 610-632-0975. Welcome in on this Monday night of football Monday following yet, oh, you know, no big deal. Another Birds win, 12-1, and clinch a playoff berth there in the mix. What stood out to you in the game against the Giants, 610-632-0975. And as you listen to Inside the Birds, want to let you know that that 6 o'clock hour was brought to you by Family & Company Jewelers. Visit them on Route 17 in Marlton, New Jersey, or at FamilyJewelers.com, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. We'll get to the MVP conversation in a bit, and uh, we'll also check in and Get people's thoughts, you know, briefly. You know, run by it real fast. Sixers played and Joel Embiid, once again, as we just said, ho-hum, no big deal. 53 points yet again in a matter of, what, three weeks? Almost three, four weeks, about a month span. Uh, last time he did it was against the Utah Jazz with the 59, I think it was, 58-59 against the Utah Jazz. It was so long ago and the performance was so dominant, I thought he had 60. So there, there's that. I had to look back at it and make sure I had my numbers right. But... Birds yesterday, 12-1, and clinched the playoff berth, dominating the New York Giants. Final score, 48-22. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about your football team. Let's talk about your coach, the coaching staff. As we say all that, by the way, got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff and what they've done. Every unit. Every unit. And we will as we go along. Just wanted to say that. Real fast. Now, let's go to the phones. Checking in with Jake and Longhorn, tipping things off for us on this football Monday on 97.5 The Fanatic. Jake, how you doing? Yo, Jake. Oh, Jake. I don't, I don't, it's, it, it, I, it honestly sounded like it was like a cookie monster or something like that, didn't it? <laughs> so... I, I guess if you want to, uh, Tom, you can check and see if Jake is is cool, and we will move on from there and check in with Jake. Yeah, if if Jake, uh, it was just some some bad interference. If you call back, we'll get you up first, and we'll get you in on this Monday night to get your thoughts on the birds, Jake and Langhorn. All right, all right, 610-632-0975. We'll also get into the tweets, as we always do here on the show, and once again, just get everybody's opinion on what took place, what went down, and uh, how it all went through. I found this interesting. I'm looking at Twitter here as I refresh. Off topic, but the Heat and the Pacers are playing. And they have a picture of what's happening of Demata Sabonis in the Pacers uniform. And he does not play for them. He was traded last year. Demata Sabonis. He's with the Sacramento Kings. Just just a thing. I guess Elon just not paying attention to everything that's going on at this time. Twitter still works, by the way, just to let you, let everybody know. For now. Twitter still works for right now. I'm, I'm waiting for it every day. I'm waiting for it every day to just simply go away. And it has not as of yet. So we're all happy about that. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, real, and, and show, it will, we'll, get, we'll get Tim in here next. We'll get Jake up here once, once Jake is all settled in and, and, and back in. Uh, but yesterday, looking at 
what took place also on the defensive side and mentioning how how good they were and just taking everything away from the Giants. Not that it was very difficult simply because of the lack of t- talent that they had. Uh, you know, not a very good team are, are the New York Giants right now. But defensively, one of the things that we discussed in the offseason was when are the Eagles going to have a double-digit sack guy? And when are they going to generate pressure? When are they going to get to the quarterback and make things a little difficult, make them uncomfortable? And, man, have they done that this year? Uh, Number one, we talked about the sweat and Reddick sacks on the first series for the New York Giants. Well, now on the season, if you look at where they are in terms of sacks, Josh Sweat had two yesterday. Javon Hargrave, uh, pardon me, Josh Sweat had one yesterday. Hassan Reddick had one. Milton Williams had one. Fletcher Cox also had one. And Brandon Graham had three. Coming off of his Achilles injury, while it happened early in the season, you never know how players are going to return from that because that's arguably the worst one that you could suffer. He's an older player. I'll admit, coming into the season, I am the one that said they need more help along the defensive line because you don't know who Derek Barnett, I mean, not Derek Barnett, torn ACL, but Brandon Graham, who he's going to be when he comes back. And that was no knock on him because we all love Brandon Graham and what he has done. It was just a concern of can he get back to the level of play that he was at because of the age and the Achilles, go out there and get some more bodies to help out. Well, of course they drafted, as we know, Jordan Davis in the middle of that defense to go along with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave and Milton Williams and, and those guys. But Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, they go get Reddick to help out, and they are so good along that defensive front. He now has on the season after his third sack, and he's getting legit sacks, right? He's got eight and a half sacks on the season. Eight and a half sacks, and they have four games to play. Think about that. Eight and a half sacks, four games to play for 34-year-old Brandon Graham coming off of an Achilles his season, his career, I mean, the season high in 2017 when they won was nine and a half. He had eight and a half in 2019. He's at eight and a half through 13 games. Played all, all the games, by the way, right? 13 games, playing all of them. Eight and a half sacks, still getting to the quarterback. And when you have the amount of talent that they do have on that line and overall in the defense, and guys are fresh. They have fresh legs. They're able to take plays off and, and and come back in with these units. And they're on these passing downs because they're so good at stopping the run. And the, the, the corners and the safeties are doing their job on, on that back end. You're getting, not only are you getting just simple pressure and getting there and getting to the quarterback, you're getting coverage sacks because of how good things are on the back end. Which is why, as you know with me, how many times have I talked about simply, hey, Go get another starting caliber cornerback opposite Darius Slay since he's been here, wanting two really good ones on the outside. All of that stuff goes hand in hand, and he is playing and having a great season. I don't know what it means for his future, what his contract is like, how much money and all that stuff. I suspect with him, 
he is one of those guys that you look look at, and he is a long he's a forever eagle, Brandon Graham. The same way you don't let Brian Dawkins walk away, the same way you shouldn't have let Jeremiah try to leave and eventually come back. Same for Brian Westbrook. There are guys that are in the uniform that should not ever play for another team and wear their uniform. Brandon Graham is one of these guys. I don't know what his money is going to look like and all that. But what I do know when it comes to him, I believe with him, he is one of these players that you look at and he understands it. Jason Kelsey, another. Lane Johnson, probably another. Where they are eagles to the core. And they probably don't want to put on another uniform. And if any, look at how many adjustments to Lane Johnson's contract they do. Almost every year it's like an annual thing now. Oh, when is Lane Johnson going to have his contract adjusted? And Brandon Graham is one of these players that I look at and I look at him the same way. Where he would probably do something contractually to say, I don't want to go anywhere. Let's just figure it out. Get it done. And that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're, where we're going to go. And he's going to stay here for as long as he continues to play football. He's going to retire as an Eagle. It's a great story how he came back. You know, we all love his personality. We all love the play that he made in the Super Bowl. Derek Barnett covering up the, the fumble. A great season for Brandon Graham. Those things stand out where, once again, we talk about these things that they're checking off. They have one of the better defenses in the NFL. He's playing at a high level. The sack total that we were worried about a year ago, Hassan Reddick is now double digits in sacks. Josh Sweat is picking up sacks. Javon Hargrave has eight and a half sacks at the defensive tackle position. This team is doing what they're supposed to do. The Birds are now leading the NFL in sacks. They weren't before. Now they are at 49 in front of the Dallas Cowboys who have 48. The next closest is the Kansas City Chiefs with those two teams to 42. That's how good the Eagles are. So when I look at the defensive leaders, second, 297 a game yardage, only behind the San Francisco 49ers. Sacks, number one, 49 to the Dallas Cowboys, 48. Turnovers. Differential, number one, 14 at the top of the NFL. Next to the Baltimore Ravens, who have nine on the campaign as their their turnover differential. This team is fantastic. They just simply do it all. And that's why I sit here and say to you, I am comfortable every single game that we get ready to come out and talk about this team. Same thing will be for next weekend. We'll worry about the weeks thereafter, but they've just been tremendous. Hats off to Miles Sanders. We talked about his numbers, eclipsing 1,000 yards on the season for the first time in his career, 1,068. He has 10 touchdowns, 11 touchdowns on the ground this season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts has now back-to-back seasons of 10 rushing touchdowns on the campaign. And if you include Miles Sanders uh, with his passing while he doesn't have a touchdown, he does have those 85 yards through the air. I would like to see that a little bit more. They seem to be just missing on those wheel routes down the right sideline and hitting him against a safety or a linebacker. They're going to connect on one of these. And it's going to be a big play at a big moment in the game, in my, in my opinion, that's going to help this football team out. They have everything. In the offseason, 
we talk about contracts and all that stuff. Derek, you know, Brandon Graham, Miles Sanders with his, Kaiser White, um, who's the linebacker? Kate, uh, Edwards, where we have to worry about his contract. Bradbury, his contract. We'll worry about all that stuff in the offseason, but I'm so comfortable. TJ Edwards, I'm in. So comfortable with this football team, and they make it very easy to talk about them like, like they performed the way that they did against the New York Giants on Sunday afternoon. 610-632-0975. And oh, by the way, A.J. Brown, 65 receptions on the season, which is second on the team, by the way, to Devontae Smith, 66. He has 1,000, 1,020 yards on the campaign after the game against the Giants. Devontae Smith is 225 yards away uh, from 1,000. Can he get that? I think so. Um, I, and I also think that they're aware of things like that. I also think they're aware of things like that. Bob asked the question yesterday during the pregame show. Bob, Pat, Jamie, myself, we were doing a pregame show yesterday. Do they pay attention to things, uh, the coaching staff? Bob mentioned when it comes to the MVP for Jalen Hurts. Are they going to do things to allow him to continue to put numbers up to get that uh, award? And I, I, I answered Bob like this. I said, yes, because look at how he walks around and he has the shirts on of all these players. And these are his guys. And he has, you know, the hats, shirts. How much he loves these guys, his sons, his kids are wearing the players' jerseys. They're always talking about him. How much he loves his players, right? It's a reflection of him because he's the head coach. This happened under his watch. It's a reflection of him because he can also win the coach of the year. He's up for that as the best team in the NFL. They end up that way, best record. He should be the leading candidate for coach of the year. They're going to do things like this where they recognize that Devontae Smith, they did it last season. Where he had, what did he have to do? Break the rookie record for receiving yards for a, a rookie receiver? He kept him in in a meaningless game in that final game, caught a pass and got off the field or however many catches he needed, how many yards, whatever it was. Remember, remember that? Where he did that last season with Devontae Smith? He wanted him to get whatever rec- rookie wide receiver record that was. He wanted him to achieve that. He got it. You better believe he's going to try and make sure Devontae Smith and so will Jalen Hurts gets that number of 1,000 yards. If Dallas Goddard didn't get hurt, he would also be a candidate for that 544. He's missed, what, the last three weeks uh, of these uh, season, these games for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's, that's where these guys are. They are very aware of these things. And not only will Jalen Hurts, they'll try to continue to put him in a position to succeed, and the award will come. It will just happen on merit because that's how good he is. But I also believe that they will be well aware of what the numbers are for Devontae Smith in trying to get him over 1,000 yards on the season. This team looks like they have a lot of fun. They're out there enjoying themselves. They celebrate with each other. Miles Sanders scores the touchdown. What do you see? Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. You see Boston Scott score. Everyone knows he's the giant killer. And everybody rallies towards him because of what he did. This team is so much fun, man. The clip that Tom and I heard Tom and Connor talking about how stoic Jalen Hurts is on the bench and that viral clip that was going around of Quez Watkins and A.J. Brown laughing it up, yucking it up, probably in the second quarter where the game technically, quote-unquote, wasn't in hand. And... 
they're yucking it up and having a good time next to Jalen Hurts, and he's like, I'm just waiting for the next play for us to get back on the field and do my thing. And, and that's, why they make, that's why they make this fun. They're a fun football team. They're a great football team. Can they cap it off in the playoffs and become that ultimate great football team? We don't know. But for what they're doing this season, they're the best in the league, and they are very good at what they're doing. 610-632-0975. Let's tap in right now with Matt and Redding here on the phone lines to start things off on this Monday night on 97.5 The Fanatic. Matt, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. Give me a call back. I'm the, the trucker that found your station the other day. Oh, yes, it was great to hear from you again, man. Thank you. Yeah, I've been listening. I'm glad I could call it your show again. Um, let's say uh, Twitter's not going anywhere. They're having record usage and record new num- uh, users <laughs> right now, so I-, I wouldn't worry about that. But uh, you're talking about the Eagles being pretty much, you know, excellent in every aspect of the game. And it, I don't know if you're if you're the rhetorical question or you're looking for someone to actually give you what might possibly be an Eagles weakness going forward. Well, look, I, I really believe that they have everything on this team. The only thing that I've pointed out, and I think many of us have talked about it, they cleaned it up last week, had a little bit of an issue yesterday, which is the special teams, and that's probably it. Uh, well, I'm going to throw out another one out there. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. I don't know necessarily if I believe this, but uh, lack of playoff experience for both the coaches and the players, most particularly in the most important positions. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. And, that, and that's very important, playoff experience. I mean, there's lots of quarterbacks and coaches that struggled in their first couple of playoff games, and once they picked up the you know the experience, it's been you know different results. So I don't think we should overlook that, and hopefully they're not overlooking that. And I mean, I don't know what you can do to gain experience without actually getting there. So, But the upside is they'll have that extra rest in the home games. You know, home playoff games are absolutely a lot easier in a way, especially if you don't have experience. Yeah, and look, they they had the one playoff game last season, and they didn't perform well in it at all against Tampa. So much so where the Tampa defensive coach said he can't read what we're putting out there. Just keep attacking him and throwing at him the way that they did. And it, it would be it would be so much fun to if they had an opportunity to play Tampa again in the playoffs to kind of go back at that coach who said that. But you're right. That's the one thing. And when we talk about even Jalen Hurts, Matt, and all the great things that he is is doing and has done all season long, we talk about this during the regular season because the only thing that we haven't seen yet is playoff success. And he'll have a chance to redeem himself from that terrible performance in the playoffs a year ago when they get back at it this year. That's the only thing, to your point. Yes, yeah, so and I'm glad you brought up that, that Bucks defensive coordinator saying that because – I'm, I'm assuming Jalen Hurts is looking at I mean, that had to be embarrassing. This face, that had to be embarrassing for him. And I guarantee and hope that he's looking at it as motivation. Hey, I got to do better, and I will do better, and I'll shut him up, and I'll shut everyone up. Well, listen, he, he seems like that kind of guy that, as he says it at least, he doesn't worry about those things. He's not thinking about it, Matt. But I, I have to believe, like you, at somewhere in the back of his mind, similar to that Giants game, which was yesterday, right? That Giants game yesterday... His worst, worst maybe NFL performance was last season against the Giants. We had those three interceptions in the first half. While he may not look back at it, we all did, and maybe somewhere deep in the back of his mind, he was saying, "I have to be better because I don't want that to be my last, you know, my standing uh, reminder of when I come to this building and and what we're doing." And he went out there and put up that performance that he did yesterday, totally under control, had that thing in hand uh, against the Giants. So. If they do face Tampa, that's going to be a talking point, and I'm sure he'll be looking to have a big game. Hey, I'll tell you, not to compare uh, 
birds to um, Jordan and Brady, but I guess I am. What made them so great is that they wanted to shut up the critics and, you know, they did have a bad game or yeah. saying something bad about them. They use that as motivation, and I think that, you know, obviously, does Jalen have that already? Probably not. I mean, that's not something you say he's getting there. It's, you know, it's all, all positive. Absolutely. Matt, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate you checking in again. Uh, as you know, don't be a stranger, man, whenever you're passing through. Thank you. Yep, catch you later. You got it, Matt. Really appreciate it. And, yeah, I, I really believe that, man, that he lets that stuff go. But somewhere in there, you don't play as long as you do and just not, you know, remember things. You don't, you don't forget. He knows what he did against the Giants. And it wasn't about the Giants. He would blame more of that on himself. So I truly believe that that was some, somewhere in there he was thinking about that. Before the game, the day before the game, whatever. Not in the moment, but at some somewhere before they kicked off that football on Sunday against the Giants. Somewhere in there he thought about it. And he came out there and he redeemed himself. He had a wonderful game again yesterday. Wonderful game. Against the New York Giants. 610-632-0975. By the way, I was looking at the sack totals during the, uh, as we were talking about them. We mentioned Brandon Graham with 8.5 and, and Hassan Reddick at 10. Josh Sweat has 7.5. Um, I mentioned Javon Hargrave. He has 8. I said 8.5. He has 8 at the defensive tackle position. That's how good they have been as far as getting to the quarterback and registering the sacks on the season. Milton Williams with three. Fletcher Cox has six. And you know what's funny? I don't see any, and we used to see this a lot, where not a lot, but we would see numbers of corners and safeties picking up sacks. And I don't see not one corner or safety, and I understand they don't blitz a lot, but with a sack registered this season. Interesting. Just by design, when you call one, it's going to work at some point where they get there. Not to say that they haven't had quarterback hits or anything like that. Just the sacks generated by the corner or the safety. I don't see any. And linebackers, before we get out of here, actually, no. Gardner Johnson has one. Chauncey Gardner Johnson has one. And I'm looking at the linebackers outside of Hassan Reddick because he just simply doesn't count because he's basically an... Edge rusher, I don't see a linebacker uh, with the sack either. As I look, I at think Edwards team. had one a couple weeks. Ago. I I'm looking at him. Actually, you know what? He has two. He's yeah. the only one. White, none. Um, you would think 13 weeks in the season, you would at least lock into one. Whether you're a corner, he or has a li- two. Gardner Johnson has one. That's it. And they still are what second most in the <laughs> right, league? I think. Right, their guys are front and getting. To the quarterback. Bottom line. 610-632-0975. That is Tom Alvord. We'll get his thoughts on the game yesterday. He did post game with Connor Thomas. If you didn't hear it, we'll get his thoughts on the game. We'll talk to GSP when we get back to start things off. And I also have a question about the MVP. General question. Do you believe that he is the MVP of the season, Jalen Hurts? And I have a second question following that one that I want your opinion on as we go along until midnight. 610 
0975. I'm Devon Givens hanging out with you until midnight on this football Monday, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on Backstagecountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. 97.5 The Fanatic. Oh, a little suit and tie, huh? Got a little party? Got some parties, some holiday parties going on, some galas, putting on the suit and tie? 610-632-0975. Dressed up for the Giants funeral. That's uh, what I'm dressed well, up for. There you go. Dressed up to the nines. In a suit and tie. Justin Timberlake, Jay-Z. That was a pretty good song. I like that song when it came out. It hit pretty good. 610-632-0975. Um... Yes, the Giants are, they're in a bad place. <laughs> they're, in, they're in a bad spot, man. Look, the tie helped them, but my goodness. Losing these games and as bunched up as things are in the NFC playoff standings right now, along with Washington. By the way, that game next, I think it's Sunday night? Next Sunday night between the Giants and Washington. That is going to be something because the Giants are right now behind Washington they won. They win the tiebreaker based on best winning percentage in the division. They are one, two, and one. And the Giants are oh three and one. So their only division win is against the Eagles, Washington, and they that is the tiebreaker right now over the Giants. Seattle is seven and six, right behind New York, and the Lions are six and seven. Huh? Six and seven. So the Giants better be careful because they have Washington. And they have the Eagles on the back end at that final game, which may not mean anything, but you never know. You never know. They might need that. And while that tie may help them, Seattle and Detroit are right on their heels. So they better watch out. Better watch out. Those teams right there. Man, Giants are. Watching them yesterday, and I've seen them already, but goodness, they're not good. They are not good. They have lost, as I said, the last few games they tied the one. They have lost. Um, they have not won a game in the last four weeks. So they have to tie, but they are winless in four games. Winless in four games. After getting off to a 7-2 and two start, winless in four games. How did they start seven and two? <laughs> like, how, I understand Dave Ball is a really good head coach, or he seems to be. Daniel Jones found lightning in a bottle for a little bit. Saquon Barkley looked like him, his old self. But how, like, that team just looked how. how? Game one was against Tennessee, if you remember, in Tennessee. When they were not the same Tennessee. Well, they Tennessee were, might not even be good right now, but. Well, yeah, but the Giants, you know, a lot of people just overlooking it. And that was a last second score. For the Giants to win that game. Panthers, they beat the Panthers by three. A bad play in that Panthers game has them beating the Panthers by three at home in their home opener, if you remember that one. Then they beat the Bears 20-12. to 12. Justin Fields wasn't figuring it out at that point. Nothing there. 
Packers. They beat them. We were looking at the Packers saying, oh, they're just off to a slow start. That was the London game, I think, too, right? 27-22. They beat the Ravens. Well, we were saying, ah, the Ravens got them. 24-20. Ravens at home. They had four games in a row at home losing to the Cowboys 23-16 in week number three. Then they beat the Jaguars at Jacksonville 23-17. Jacksonville was in it. They were leading, if you remember, by double digits, and the Giants came back and won the game. They lost to Seattle, and the Texans, they beat barely 24-16 in the, in the fourth quarter, if you remember that. After that, that's how they got the 7-2 and two because of those close games. It's similar to looking at Denver with that great defense where I think we talked about it, and you talked, what was it, 18 points total, something like that, where they should have won those games. Yeah, before I think before this past game against the Chiefs, if they scored more than 19 points, they would have been like 10 and 1 or something like that. That's how the Giants were 7 and 2. That's how. And we knew at some point it's going to start to go back the other way in the direction it's supposed to. And that's what it's doing right well, now. Well, and that's exactly what's happening to the Minnesota Vikings right now, too. How long can you con- continue to win one-score games? The Vikings started, what, 7-0 and or something, or were 7-0 and when it came yeah. to one-score games? Eagles, yeah. That's just not sustainable. It's not. And you have to eventually start, you know, having some ground, winning these games by more than one score, winning, blowing out a team when you should blow out a team, beat a team by nine and get a score late, or if they get a garbage-time score late, makes it closer than it is. When you continue to win these one-score games, how sustainable is it? And I think that's kind of what we're seeing with the Vikings right now, what we saw with the Giants earlier in the season. Mm. It's just not sustainable, and these teams really aren't as good as we thought they were maybe four weeks ago. Mm. Well, Giants are not good. Nope. Either way, that was a great win for the Eagles because they're just simply supposed to do what they're supposed to do. (laughs) That's it. That is it. All right. Let's go to the phones. We'll get to the MVP stuff after we talk to GSP here next on 97.5. GSP. And it's not uh, G, uh, DG, it's DSP. Yo, what's going on? So um, I'm mad as hell. Uh, murder on a Sunday afternoon went down and I didn't put $1 on it. On the birds? I didn't put one dollar on it, so uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to make different decisions. Well, listen, this week you, you, I was about to say you got this week, you got the Dallas week, and then you have the two games against the Saints and the Giants. Although, at least for the Giants game, you may not may not want to do anything in that final week just because guys may be resting. But for the Bears game and the Cowboys game, certainly do your thing. Uh, so my question is, uh, I was under the impression that Miles Sanders uh, only needed like uh, less than 100 yards to get a 1,000-yard season. That didn't happen yesterday? For for who? For Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, he did reach 1,000. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he and A.J. Brown both eclipsed 1,000 yards yesterday. Right, so that's my next question. is How many Eagles players are like reaching like record years? Um. Certainly hurts his with the numbers that he's putting up, combining with his rushing numbers and touchdowns along with the pass. Then you have Devontae Smith could also potentially reach 1,000. He's right now 225 yards away from 1,000, I believe. It is with four games to go. Um, and Who do you think yesterday? Hassan Reddick, uh, again, he's already in double-digit sacks at 10. How high would that number go? Brandon Graham could get to double-digit sacks. So could Javon Hargrave. 
Well, that could be a part of it, but I think they were also just looking at the Giants' defense and saying, we can run on this football team. All right, before you cut me off, I just want to uh, be able to say that I'm going to put my money on Sunday because, once again, it's going to be murder on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. We got to check the forecast in Chicago, too, see what's going on in, in, in Windy City and see if it affects anything. Gee, thanks, man. Really appreciate it, as always. It was supposed to be a bad weather situation against the Giants. It did rain. It, it did rain. So we, we do know that that, in fact, happened. How, however... Hey, you know, it had no. It was raining, had no effect on the game whatsoever. None, none. Even if it was raining, I don't think anything can affect this this Eagles team the way that they're playing right now. No, just can't. I was expecting that game because you're right. It was forecast of rain. It's an NFC East matchup, sloppy, gritty game potentially. So I'm thinking, all right, they're just going to go out and run the ball. The Giants' run defense is not good. Their pass defense isn't great. But the run defense has not been good at all, at least the past couple weeks. So I'm thinking, all right, go out there and just run the ball. Tote the rock. Run it with Sanders. That first drive, pass, 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 pass. First three drives, pass, pass, pass. You're up 21 nothing, like it's nothing. Then bang. Nothing can phase this team right now. This team, if they continue to play the way they're, they're playing, without Chauncey Garner-Johnson and Dallas Goddard, two key players, this team is unstoppable if they can keep up this type of play. Now, it's funny you say that because that brings me back to the conversation of, giving the coaches credit. You have your first 15 scripted plays. You do that. You go through it all. You script your plays. You see how well they work. Clearly it worked because they scored on that first drive of what they were able to do. Uh, by the way, it's good to see Ramondre Stevenson standing on the sideline. We have the uh, Monday Night Football game on. We'll get an update on Kyler Murray. Tom will tell us what happened there. Ramondre got hurt. Looked like he got his ankle rolled up on. He's on the sideline. Patriots just scored there up 7-3. But, it makes me, because the 15 scripted are in, it worked. But as the game went along, as you talked about, pass, 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 it kept working. They eventually mixed in the run, and it was working. And they, they were patient with it. They were okay with going back to it. You saw the offensive line leaning on the defensive line of the New York Giants where they were no threat whatsoever. And they kept going to the run as they should have, and it worked. Not only with Miles Sanders throughout the entire game, but then when they did hand it to Kenneth Gainwell and in the end, Boston Scott, and he had a good last series there and getting into the end zone, the giant destroyer that he is. I give credit to Shane Steichen for recognizing what's happening and going to it. It didn't take a lot to recognize that because they were blowing the team out, but they were good with sticking with it and closing the game out. Secondly, There was a time, not only with this coaching staff, but with the previous coaching staff, where they would not give Miles Sanders the ball at the end of the game because they didn't trust him. Even though the game was out of hand, they wouldn't give him the ball to turn the game, to have a short field because he fumbled, something along those lines, not hitting the hole. They are trusting him with the football. And that is great to see, not just with the coaching staff, but with him and how he is running and how he is having a great season. I don't believe he has a fumble this year yet. He has stayed healthy all season. Two of the biggest concerns we've had with Miles Sanders in this past three years here, where however long he's been here. Since he's been here, we've all seen the talent. We've seen the, the spark. We've seen the sliver of hope time to time. But it can, he can never put everything together together consistently. 
He's done that this season and more. He's been tremendous this season. You can argue he's been a top 10 back in the NFL this season. It's interesting. When it comes to stats-wise and how he's played this year, so and the offensive line helps a ton. His numbers are good. But, yeah, that's you could argue he's a top 10 back in this league this season, and he picked a perfect time to do it, going yes, ahead in free agency. He's Yes, he did. And he's number five uh, in yards on the season right now okay. in terms of running back. Doesn't shock me. Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb with the first three. No surprises there. Saquon Barkley is number two, 1,083. They shut him down yesterday. And Miles Sanders has caught him, 1,068 on the season with four games remaining. So he'll tack on to those. He may not have another really big game. Miles Sanders, there are the only five backs over 1,000. Dalvin Cook is at 950. And in terms of touchdowns, um, Tom, he is tied for third with Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs with 11 scores on the season on the ground. This from a guy who had zero touchdowns last season for the Philadelphia. Crazy. How does that It's even like happen? a fluky thing. Yes. But he did not score a touchdown last season on the ground at all. He averages 82 games, 82 yards a game, and you know he doesn't touch the ball a lot. <laughs> he averages 82 on the season. And that is still um, in the top six in the NFL yards per game. 82 a game. He doesn't run it a lot, it doesn't seem, right? He's had over 20 carries twice this season. Twice <laughs> over 20 carries. Twice. And it already has over 1,000 yards. Over 18, three times. His long run was a 40-yarder, and that was this weekend. Everybody else... Let me see. 41 for Nick Chubb. Everybody else is 86, 56, 66, 81, 75. Even the ones behind him have 70s and 60s. All these people. Or 40s right with him. He is, when it comes to running backs in the league, he is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5th in yards per carry. The running backs ahead of him, Cordero Patterson, not nearly as many touches. Tony Pollard just started coming on recently. Brees Hall, who's done for the year, and Khalil Herbert, who lack of touches. So when it comes to guys who are getting high-volume touches, or at least like starting running back running back one touches, first at 5.2 yards per carry this season. Yeah, and I'm looking at the fumbles since you talked about he doesn't Tied with fumbles. Josh Jacobs, excuse me. So I'm looking at the fumbles. You know what Eagle is in the top seven, top six in fumbles carrying the football? Jalen Hurts? Yes, five. Now, he doesn't have a, t- a, a, a lost fumble, but he has five. And they have a lot of quarterbacks on here at the top of the list anyway, right? I don't see Miles Sanders on this list. And I don't even, because they have a lot of people tied, 40, you know, 41, all this stuff. He's not even on this list because he doesn't fumble. As I look at Show Moore, he's not even on here. I might as well go to the bottom here and see where he is. And I don't see him on this list right now. He doesn't have a fumble this season. He doesn't have a fumble this season. Yeah. Just a great season. Good for him. I'm a Miles Sanders, I like him, don't love him person. And I've gotten on to my fair share. He has been fantastic this season for the Philadelphia. Well, rightfully so for you to get on him. Because when you're drafted in the second round, there's high expectations when, when it comes to a running back now. it's Running backs don't get taken in the first round. Very rarely does that happen anymore. So a second round running back is top tier. You're, you're drafting a guy in the second round, that is a bell cow guy for you. Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor. Those guys are all drafted in the second round. They are bell cow type of guys. 
So when you're drafted in the second round, you have a ton of hype, and the yards per carry is always good, and you're an explosive guy. We've really we've had questions about him his entire career up until this season since his rookie year because he hasn't been consistent enough. He hasn't been good enough. So you're not crazy for having questions and doubting this dude. He deserved it after his past three years, sure. two years, whatever it was. Sure. This season, he has shut everybody up, everyone up. Yeah. And good for him, man. Couldn't have came at a better time. Yeah, they're going to have a decision to make. And uh, I've been one again where I'm like, you can just replace him. He's really, as we talked about those names, he's really at the bottom because of the running back position. And even as great a season as he's having this year, he's still replaceable. <laughs> you know, that's the weird thing about it. He's still replaceable. Just the way of the NFL nowadays. Yes, it is. Unfortunate for him and all the running backs out there. But Some, the he's going to get money, whether it's here or somewhere else. It's just a matter of the length of the contract. That's all. Length of the contract and the money. And the issue with him, he is still lacking the passing game touches, which is a problem. If, is if that NFL, him or is that their system? Potentially, yeah. It could be uh, just the Eagles in the scheme and them not trusting them enough. Too many, you got weapons. You, yeah. You don't even there's have to so throw much. him. Yeah, look, there's a release valve with him, and he has a few catches, but not a lot. And that's a worry potentially for him going into the free agency. Is an NFL team going to pay him big, big money what he's hoping for if he hasn't proved that he can do it with his hands as well? Yep. We'll yep. see. That's all for, you know, down the road another day, but something to think about. It, it certainly is something to think about. 610-632-0975. Before we get to Jalen Hurts, we'll do that on the other side. Uh, what was the update? Have you seen anything on Kyler Murray for those who weren't watching the game? We had it on, and we just simply saw. I saw it from out of the corner of my eye. Tom saw it better than I. What happened? Yeah, so third play of the game total, two plays into their offense, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray goes down with a non-contact injury. They brought the card out immediately. First update was about an hour ago. Suffered a knee injury, Kyler Murray, and he is questionable. That's what the Cardinals were saying. That's good to hear questionable. 24 minutes ago, Kyler Murray is out for the game with a knee injury. Uh, that so. part is not good. Nah, so the way that it looked. It didn't look good. As You don't even have to do it like I did it, in tearing mine. That's one of those where non-contact, making a move. We've heard all these players recently over the last couple of weeks talk about grass versus turf. You know why. You hate to say it, which is why I won't, but you know why. And to be fair, Debo Samuel, uh, he had a non-contact, or it was contact, excuse me, but it was a knee injury yesterday that looked gruesome, looked really bad, and it's not nearly as bad as they thought it was going to be from what the 49ers are saying. So you hope, fingers crossed, of course, but from everything that we've seen and heard and saw, it doesn't look too good. Doesn't look good at all. Doesn't look good at all. Unfortunately. Yeah, and their season is basically in the dumps as it is. You don't want that because now he's going to be out for the start of the season next year. You're going to have to start off with Colt McCoy or whoever the backup quarterback is if it's that particular injury. Also, real quick, they showed a stat. Cliff Kingsbury challenged a play. It was his first challenge since 2019. Or Excuse me, first challenge of the season. He hasn't won one since 2019. Don't tell Tyler. He hates Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> you can't stand him. How is this their How? first challenge all season? How is that possible? All, even to just try like you're down double digits and ah, we'll see what happens here the second look why not first challenge all season from cliff kingsbury hasn't won one since 2019 wow okay couldn't be our head coach i'll tell you that much all right dude all right dude go for it have fun in college next year yeah or or offensive coordinator new england kingsbury 
What makes you say that? Just uh, just kind of popped in your head? Uh, yeah, I was listening to um, one of Bill Simmons' podcasts, and he was mentioning it as a, you know, Patriots guy that he is. Sure. And he he was talking to someone, and they basically talked about it, and he was like, yeah, there's 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 a history there. Kingsbury with... Belichick. The Patriots, I believe. Okay. And he also mentioned Tom Brady going back to New England. I, I heard San Fran, potentially. It's not going to be Tampa, it seems like. No. And it's definitely not Miami now. <laughs> well, not did, gonna, the league is not going to let that yeah, happen. Yeah, 100%. Not. With that fine and all that stuff. Does he... Does New England throw away the potential of Mac Jones, which I don't know how much there is there. Are they throwing away Mac Jones I think it was on his rookie deal? Give Mac Jones another year to pick it up behind Tom Brady. Interesting. Yeah. It'd be a crazy offseason. Wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be nuts. Well, last time was nuts because he retired. And then it was, oh, he's going to buy the Dolphins and go play for the Dolphins. And then Sean Payton's going with him. <laughs> That's not a coincidence that no, Sean it's Payton not. took the year off. No, not at all. <laughs> No, and Sean Payne's going to probably have a job next year. Arizona, Denver. San Diego, or Los, Los Angeles, Angeles, excuse me. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. All right, when we come back, we got to talk about the MVP of the NFL season. It's probably going to be Jalen Hurts. Probably should be Jalen Hurts. I don't see him losing it. And you're going to have to have some pretty big games, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Tua can't get in anymore. I think Not after out. yesterday, no. I think he's out. I think it's his to lose. Who are his competitors in this one? Who is his challenger for this particular award? And then I have another question off of the award. All right? 610-632-0975. We come right back. Get your phone calls in, and we'll read your tweets here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Also, a Football Monday, which is presented by Pierce Phelps. Whatever it takes, go to nopaybryant.com. Give me that phone. Javon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. Ninety-seven-five. The Fanatic. All right, we're back. 97.5 The Fanatic, 931. Devon Givens with you, 610-632-0975. Tom Alvord with us here until midnight. We'll go around the NFL in the 11 o'clock hour, about 11.10. And we'll also get our leftovers. That will be at 11.45 with Tom. Let me tell you about the Fanatic deal of the week. This week only, get a one 90-minute float at Halcyon Floats for just Don't miss out. This deal is available now at 97.5thefanatic.com. The deal ends Sunday. So make sure you all get in there once again. 90-minute float, huh? Have you tried this out, Tom? 90-minute float? I have not, unfortunately. All right. Well, 35 bucks. Stocking stuffer. It's not a bad deal. Some would say the deal of the week. Some would say the deal of the week. And you go for it right there, 97.5thefanatic.com. All right. Deal of the week. Well, Joel Embiid got the deal of the week. He won player of the week in the NBA after averaging, oh, no big deal, 43 points through three games and a 2 and one record for his basketball team. These last two wins over the Lakers and the Hornets, uh, they lost on Monday to the Houston Rockets. So that was also part of it. But he put up a big number in that game. So he won yet another player of the week. I believe it's the second on this, this campaign, um, if I'm not mistaken. Eh, maybe I should go look at the press release and see. But... I believe it's two. So that's the deal of the week for him. He, he was able to win that. 
Uh, Jalen Hurst was player of the week last week in the NFC uh, with the numbers that he put up. Could have given it to A.J. Brown if you wanted last week. Uh, who knows who's going to get it this week. There were a lot of really good offensive performances. Justin Jefferson had about 200 yards receiving on Sunday against the Lions, who, again, are right there in the playoff mix. But we wanted to get into the, and this is interesting, the MVP conversation when it comes to Jalen Hurts. Is he or is he not? Well, we certainly know that he is an MVP candidate and in the top two or three, but definitely two on the season. And when I went back and I took a peek earlier today and looked to see what the odds were on my DraftKings Sportsbook app, Jalen Hurts was the favorite in front of Patrick Mahomes and his number right now for winning that award is minus 175. Patrick Mahomes is at plus 200. That's a pretty decent gap for Jalen Hurts where there are a lot of questions of is he or is he not because his numbers, as we were just talking about the NFL leaders and all the numbers that we were putting up, we were really looking at mostly the numbers from Miles Sanders, but when you look at Two players, three players in particular that are also in the conversation for MVP, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. Pat Mahomes is at 4,160. He's the only to eclipse 4,000 already on the campaign. Burrow is at 3,685. Allen is at 3,553. Jalen Hurts is 10th in passing yards at 3,157. And you have players in front of him, like not play, not MVP candidates. After the, you know, so far as the season has gone along, Justin Herbert, who was early on a heavy favorite at the start of the season, Tom Brady, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence. These are the the players that are right in front of him. Derek Carr right behind him with uh, forty yards less than Jalen Hurts. So he's not blowing you away with the yards. He does average, though, 8.1 on average per completion. He averages 242 passing yards a game. He has only thrown three interceptions, which is best in the NFL with all of the starters, excluding Cooper Rush, who has three. Pat Mahomes, by the way, had three yesterday. Yes, he did. He has 11 total, and so does Josh Allen have 11 total. And Joe Burrow, who got off to the tough start, he has nine. So we say all of that. He has played in all 13 games. His completion percentage is 68%. Geno Smith is at 71.5. So of the regular starters, Joe Burrow is the only one there with him at 68.1 with Geno Smith in front of both of them with 71.5. Now you have to include the rushing because he does that. And when you put him in the conversation of rushing quarterbacks in the NFL and what he's able to do in terms of his rushing numbers as a quarterback. Yeah, he has 10 on the season. So when you include his touchdowns through the air with 22, the two that he had yesterday, he now has 32 touchdowns total with three turnovers on the season. He is a ball handler. And he handles the rock pretty well. 32 touchdowns, second in the NFL. Total touchdowns behind Patrick Mahomes. Who has 33. Yes. 
Now, does he have a rushing touchdown? Pat Mahomes? Uh, I will double check. I think he does. But it's single digits, I'm sure, uh, on the season in terms of his rushing. And he ha- yeah, he scored one against Cincinnati, so he does have 35. He has two rushing touchdowns. Yes, so Patrick Mahomes, 35. Hurts, Burrow, and Allen tied with 32. There you go. And 10 of those on the ground. Well, the thing is, he has the best football team in the NFL because they are a one-loss team. He has been doing a tremendous job of ball handling, winning games, decision-making out there on the field. He does not put his team in a tough spot at all. And you can argue, with those three interceptions, probably two of them were not his. One was A.J. Brown's that went off the shoulder pad into his hands, and he bobbled it against the Washington team and into the defender's hand. That was an interception, not a fumble. That was Jalen Hurts's. Other than that, you're looking at two. The guy doesn't turn the ball over. Kenny Gainwell, I think, hit off his hands in that Vikings game. He did. did have one dropped in the Jaguars game, but regardless... Fair. Fair and Regardless. balanced. It's all there. We're You're nitpicking here. right because he did have one, maybe two, early on in that game. Yeah. Well, now we're getting ahead of ourselves. Now it's okay. Yeah. He has three total on the season. He's the MVP. He is the MVP of this season. Never did I think we would be having this conversation as we got into it this year with him as the MVP. I, I know Tom agrees with me that he is, in fact, the MVP. Um, now, I mean, look, (laughs) where's, where's the argument here? Where's the argument at this point with him being the MVP? So here's my question. Get Tom's thoughts in general. Then we'll get your thoughts on the birds and Jalen Hurts. Because like we talked about last week, following uh, last Tuesday, my visit with Adam Kaplan filling in for Jeff Mosher on Inside the Birds Radio on Tuesday, and we talked about Jalen Hurts and how I didn't see this coming, how you do have yourself a franchise quarterback. Tom, first, what's your, what are your thoughts on him for MVP? Uh, I'd imagine, I, I, th- I think I know your answer, but your answer is he is the MVP? Uh, yes, and okay. right now I don't believe it's close, right this second. It's not close. Four games, he won't do anything to lose it. So that's it. There are guys who may have great games, but he'll have good enough games where he won't lose it. And the Eagles will continue to win, and that's just going to be the thing that really locks it in for him. And regardless of what happens in the future, I'd say definitely through 14 weeks, I don't think it's even close. I don't think it's a conversation through 14 weeks. He's the MVP. All right, here's the question that I have off of that. Number one, fine. We want to hear from you. Do you think he's going to win the MVP? Uh, Do you do believe he's the actual winner, whether he wins it or not, that's another question. And that's where it's going to lead me into my second question. How do you, or when it comes to the MVP as a fan, how, how much does it mean to you as a fan for your player to win the award? And if it does... Why does it mean so much to you to win the award? And I'm never a guy that says you're not a part of the team. You can't say we, any of that type of stuff. That's Tyler Zuli, not me. (laughs) We have those arguments on the air. You can say we. It's your team. It's your city. It's your team. You grew up here. You grew up rooting for them. You're a part of them. 
uh, you're part of the organizations. Why do you feel so attached to the MVP award with your player? Embiid, the last two seasons, when he did not win it. So much so going so far as to say that Nikola Jokic basically isn't a great player when he is. It just so happens that Joel Embiid should have won one of those two. Jokic was more than qualified to win the other one. Bryce Harper, he won one. They weren't a playoff team. Phillies fans, Philadelphia fans, were thrilled that he won the award. And by the way, the MVP version of the pitcher, you were ticked off when Zach Wheeler came in second. And now Jalen Hurts. There's the Pat Mahomes part of it. There's the Josh Allen factor. Then there's the out-of-nowhere Joe Burrow conversation where he may has taken over the MVP award in the NFL this season. And people are going mad, <laughs> Eagle fans, that that is, that is even part of it. So I ask you, why is it that it means so much to you as a Philadelphia fan when you want to see your player win it? Or do you not care? Because I know that there are people who simply do not care. But then I also know that there are people who care about it a great deal that will go as far as hitting social media, attacking the sports writers in the respective sports for saying what they're saying, going back to Ben Simmons and um, Donovan Mitchell, where Ben Simmons was technically not a rookie because he was year number two, even though he missed year number one, and Donovan Mitchell was an actual rookie <laughs> that season, where people were going after Donovan Mitchell saying, you stink, you play in Utah, your sneakers are corny, and you don't deserve this award. Ben Simmons does. Where? Yes, he did. Donovan Mitchell was a damn good rookie that season. Coming out of nowhere is the number 10 overall pick whatever he was coming out of Louisville and getting that award. I mean, not getting that award, but right there with Ben Simmons. He was very deserving of that award. Then the other one that stands out, Embiid playing 31 games, Dario Sharge playing the full season, but Malcolm Brogdon, you stink because you're not on my team. You can't win the award for the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, he was just as good as Dario all year long, playing on a team, I think that made the playoffs that year, on the back end. And he started a lot in the backcourt, second round pick, and he was pretty good. Embiid, as much as I think he was good enough to win it, obviously, he had only played 31 games. So if fair is fair, he didn't play enough to win it. That's just the rule. I was okay with that. Why do you care so much about the MVP? When it comes to your player or the awards in general, when it comes to your player and awards, 610-632-0975. What is it about the connection with the award and your player that gets you so riled up, especially when they don't lose? But I know, of course, you all get really excited when they win. I'll ask Tom first and we'll get the spanky. Everybody else that's there. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, so I believe that. 
first of all, I believe that people do care about these awards, whether they say they do or not. I've heard calls before where it's like, yeah, I don't really care about the MVP. Who cares? We, we want to win a championship, which is true. We would all trade a championship for an MVP trophy any day of the week. But to say that you don't care, I don't believe is factual. And I think the reason that we care so much about awards, whether it's MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, Most Improved Player, we watch our teams like crazy, religiously, here in Philadelphia. Sixers, Flyers, Eagles, all. We watch them all. We realize when we have a special talent here. We realize when we have a Bryce Harper and a Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, whoever whoever you want to talk about. Jalen Hurts, obviously. Um, when it's the MVP... It's national recognition. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you. Bingo. It's everybody realizing yep. that your player is the best in the sport or yep. the most improved in the or sport. Or not. Or not. Correct. <laughs> right. So I believe it's kind of like when you get an award at work or something, employee of the month, most sales, I don't know, whatever kind of job. You know you work hard in your line of work. You know you go in, do a good job every single day. But when it's recognized and everyone recognizes it, and it's announced, and everybody gets an email, or everybody gets a, you have a lunch break or something, a pizza, I don't know, what the, a cake, I don't know. It makes it feel that much more special. It makes it feel like, it confirms it, that hey, I'm really good at what I do. Hey, Joel Embiid is really good at what he does. Jalen Hurts is really good at what he does. So we always will lock on to the MVP. Yeah. We'll always remember Bryce Harper was the MVP two years ago. We'll always remember. Yeah, two years ago. We'll always remember that Carson Wentz would have been MVP if he didn't tear his ACL. We always remember that Joel Embiid should have been one of these two MVPs the last two seasons. So I think it's because it's the national recognition, global recognition, honestly, that you get, and it's confirming your eyes are telling you the truth, and you know what you're actually looking at and talking about. Yep, yep, and that national part plays a big, big part in it because, um. Man, listen, I, I say this often, and I mean it when I say it, because not often do I come on here. I may have an occasional guest. I don't have a lot of guests on the show because I just don't want to. I'd rather talk to the people. But when I do have an occasional guest, it's normally local. But if I have a national guest on, it's because I really like that person. Years ago, having Adrian Wojnarowski on when he was still with Yahoo, and he was the vertical and all that stuff. And Zach Lowe, when he was still at ESPN as Grantland. He wasn't even... You know, he was ESPN, but the Bill Simmons part with the Grantland. So, I, you know, Mike Lee from Yahoo, now with the Washington Post, or these types of guys, I have to really like them to have them on. For the most part, Tom, and people are listening, I know Spank knows what I'm talking about because I've said this plenty of times. I don't often care what national people say. And I always say, especially when they go against the Philadelphia stuff, or even when they're starting to praise them and I don't want them to, I'm always like, stay out of family business because we know more. I, I know Spanky knows more than when it comes to the Sixers or the Eagles than these national people from uh, who, uh, what, uh, Yahoo or ESPN and, you know, these types of networks because of how you're in it day to day. You're in it. You see it. You live it. I trust what you say more. Sure, they have the insiders and they get certain information. But when it goes on and what we're seeing, the guys and the gals here, the Philadelphia fans that I know, know. I want to hear from them more and I believe them. So when they say, hey, they, that this player is deserving of the MVP, then yeah. I want to see it too. 
The only issue is those national people have the votes to give them that particular award when we're talking about this stuff. So that's the part of it that bothers me is that the national people have that vote. They may not pay attention enough to really give the right vote and go there. And then you have the analytics part that goes into all that stuff. We don't care about that stuff. We're watching the game. And that's what it is. So why do you care so much about the MVP awards or awards in general when it comes to this? And simple question. Is Jalen Hurts the MVP of the 2022 NFL season? 610-632-0975. Tom and I both agree that he is. Why? What do you think and why do you care about the awards? Because, boy, if he loses it, this will be like Joel Embiid. These fans are going to go nuts. Nuts. And this is not a use it as fuel to go get the championship. No, he's supposed to have both <laughs> the award and the championship. Let's go to the phones, go to Spanky and Cobbs Creek next on 97.5. What's up, Spank? What's up, fella? How you doing, man? Uh, so, listen, uh, I'm going to talk about Jalen because uh, I kind of I feel that because I won a couple years ago. I worked for a, um, I worked for a, um, a, a national... Uh, automotive retail spot that's not too far from y'all on City Line Avenue. Okay, that's open at one. All right, I saw. I know and which I, one you're talking about. New okay. spot, yeah. Right, right, right. And I and I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I won um, store manager of the year two years ago. Right. Congrats. Well, and and, and I know how that I know how that feeling feels. So and just to be recognized on that level was crazy for me. I mean, I you know kid from out of the hood and to be recognized like that. So I know how that feeling feels. And it would be heartbreaking for him not to get it, man. That young man is doing it. He's doing it big. We never expected this, man. Not, not in year two. I thought he was going. I thought it was going to take him at least three years to do it 100%. to get where he at right now. But it would be it would it would be heartbreaking to see them go at least. I'm saying they want to at least go fifteen and two. I give them that. Yeah. And if he go fifteen and two and they rob him, man, because of the because of the star status of a Mahomes and the and the island, that would be robbery, man. I would be hurt for that. I, I listen, I, and I agree with you. And that's the only part of the national part that I have to acknowledge is because they are the ones voting. Yeah, I think they go and and and, and right now my heart say our hearts say you know he should get it. But my head telling me they're gonna rob him because of this strength of schedule stuff and it's going to be crazy, man. I actually but think they do give it to him because they've also seen his growth as a quarterback. They can't deny the fact that they've won the games that they've won. I really believe that they're going to give it to him. I don't, I don't, no think, I don't think they're going to rob him this time around. And, Devon, real quick, on the Sixers, right? Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I probably don't really watch them until after the Eagles season is over. I, I don't like how they look right now. And I know they miss some pieces and stuff like that, but... They that's off right now. They they really um without without Embiid doing his heroics right now, they unwatchable a little bit, man. I just I I, I just can't get into them right now. And you know what's interesting? They were they were eight and six when James Harden and Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid, how whatever the combination of was, really James Harden when he was out that month of fourteen games, they were eight and six right. uh, with him out. And that's pretty good, especially when you factor in Maxey missed a few after that, and he's still out, and then Embiid missed three or four because of um, his foot and dealing with that. T- Tobias missed two games. So that that one right there was fun to watch. But you're right. They haven't been the team that we thought through 20, uh, 26 games. They're 14 and 12. It's not, 
They're not on Boston level. They're not on Milwaukee level. No, not until they show us that they are. No, they're not. They're not not even on Cleveland level right now. Now, let me ask you this, because me and Keith uh, Pompey, we got into this debate on our podcast, um, Locked On 76ers. And we got into this debate because Embiid dropped the 53 last night, right? Mm-hmm. And me and Keith got into the debate because I said, I don't care that it was Charlotte. 50 is hard to do. Yes, it is. And yes, he made 20 field goals. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I <laughs> he, watched that game. Yeah. And he had 11 free throws and only turned the ball over Spank two times. Yeah, when, and I was proud of him for that. Exactly. I just, and I yes, don't think I people recognize that. that part of the stat line that he turned the ball over only twice where we've seen yes. high turnover numbers. So yes. we got into the debate of, Scoring 50 against a Charlotte team versus putting up big numbers against Boston and Milwaukee, as you talked about. And I said, you know what? I don't care when you have an 82-game season who you drop 50 against. That's impressive. And you win and you blow the team out like you're supposed to do, and you put up that type of number. I don't look past that stuff because playing the game, understanding how hard it is to score 10 points in a game. And when you do 50 twice in a month against teams loading up to stop you, that's no small feat. No doubt. And real quick, um, uh, they just moved me. uh, You know what store I'm talking about. They just moved me from North Philly. I'm up at the one that um, near Applebee's up uh, a little further up on City Line. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where I I used to live. I I know exactly which one you're talking about. So, so, you know, you ever get a chance. I'm going to stop by and say what's up, man. You know it, Spank. Thanks, man. man. All right. Have a good rest of your night, man. If I don't talk to you, man, happy holidays to you and the family. Yeah, when we got into the conversation, Keith and I, and uh, Keith was just saying, look, you know, I'm not, he's like, I'm not diminishing what he did, but it's Charlotte, it's December. Talk to me when we get to the playoffs. Well, you don't see a lot of 50-point performances in the playoffs. That's, That's real. And we've seen Embiid drop 40 in the playoffs. Has he done it always when you needed to, like in a game seven against Toronto or against the Atlanta Hawks? No, he has not. And we get on him about that. And we all know that the season is what the season is until they get to the playoffs. But we, we got 82. I'm invested. I'm in. And when you drop 50 against anybody, we're watching greatness. And we've seen it already. We've seen him perform great. In these games. And I always love those conversations with Keith because we go back and forth on, on a lot of these. And I know a lot of fans do agree with him. And we get those phone calls, Tom, where people feel similarly to Keith where, show me when you get to the postseason. But 50 is 50. That's not easy. It's not easy. No. In the NBA, score 50 points. I don't care who you're playing. It is not. I I, I am one who appreciates in-the-moment kind of things like that. Yeah. I know it's tough, too. The Sixers team's been frustrating. It has been. You know Joe what? Embiid's been frustrating. And you know what? In-the-moment things, too? When you lose to Charlotte, I'm on you. Yeah? In the moment. Absolutely. Because you were supposed to beat that team. Probably was a scheduled loss, though, so that's all good. That's what Doc's Um Also, <laughs> I got a potentially scary stat for you when it comes to the MVP and the NFL Uh, after the break. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to Brian and Plymouth meetings. Start us off on the other side and we'll continue to ask you about the Birds and their win. What were your thoughts of the game? Get into a little Sixers. You could talk about the NB 53 yesterday. Did it mean anything to you? Did it not? Is it like a, as we said, ho-hum? Because that's what we expect from him. He's going to do this. Well, that was an impressive performance from him yesterday uh, against that team that was loading up to stop him 610-632-0975 we'll get back to you talk about the mvp conversation as well right here 97.5 the fanatic 
Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on Backstagecountry.com. 97.5 The Fanatic. Always good to come back to the roots here on the program. I always try to get my buddy from the roots to come on. He's like, eh, eh. don't feel like it. <laughs> well, that's not cool. No, he's great. He's always listening. He'll text during the show. Does he really? Yeah, but he won't. That's cool. He won't come on. I'm like, come on the show. He'll be like, all right, I'll come on. He'll be like, eh, I don't want to come on. You know, especially talking Sixers. Got to find a way to like trick him into it or something. Yeah, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. Get him, maybe I'll get him in the studio one day. I'll catch him and just get him in the studio. Have him come in. Have you ever... You ever um, Say you need help moving and just give this address <laughs> when he shows up. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, you ever you ever on Twitter? Th- these are funny to me, and I'm no barbarian. I'm saying this. two things. I'm one, I'm not a barbarian. I have seen plenty of these in my life. It just you know, it's just around you. It happens. They have all of these like best fights and Twitter accounts. They've been popping up on my oh Twitter my too. Gosh. I don't follow any of them, but they just pop up. I'm, I'm dying a, a lot of these fights, man. People get knocked out cold. Again, I'm not a barbarian. I'm just, I'm always looking at it saying, man, that was pretty good. That's, that's, that's a pretty crap. good combination right there. That was, that, was, that was a pretty good one right there. That was well done. She handled herself well, you know, or something like that. Oh, man, he slammed him. He body slammed him. Look at the jaw on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, he's out cold. Look at that. Um, oh, she's mad because he's out cold. You know what I mean? He started it. But, you know, whatever. These things are hilarious of all these videos. It's wild because, and you know, I always say it. I'm 45. I've seen plenty of fights as I've talked about. Never do we think about pulling out a video camera. So with the access of the phone camera, there are now, as soon as one happens, boom, let me go in my pocket. I'm not in it, so let me record it, <laughs> you know? And these things are everywhere, and they are hilarious. So the last time I, I witnessed the fight, this was St. Paddy's Day, probably like five years ago. I don't go out much anymore. I'm old now. Five years ago, St. Paddy's Day. Didn't know these two girls, but you could see something was brewing. It was happening. And first thing <laughs> I did, went in my pocket, pulled out my phone, and just was waiting. Again, didn't know the girls. It wasn't going to get crazy. There was a ton of people there, a ton of security. St. Paddy's Day, as I mentioned. First thing I did, pulled my phone out like I was a freshman in high school again. <laughs> are you are you one of those, um, you know, head spinners when when the uh, the accidents, you know, you driving by, see the people in the car? Yeah, you always yeah. look. Yeah, I, I don't. No, nah. I was never one. I was like, can we can we keep going, please? Well, the fact that people like stop and slow down right. and, and it right causes traffic for a half hour. That, I think, is ridiculous, but you can do it. You can drive yeah. safely, Yeah, pop your head over for a second, keep the same speed. Yeah, I hear you. 
the last fight I remember seeing, I mean, you see it, the one I remember seeing, me and my buddy, one of my close friends, if he's listening, he's probably cracking up. We were in a gentleman's club. We we went and we got something to eat, right? So we were sitting in there. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I, <laughs> That's what they all say. We were sitting there and we were eating. And this fight breaks out. We're like, I mean, like I said, we've seen, we've seen these before, so it's not like we react. Now, he moved because he was closer, so he just came over to my side and sat down. I was like, all right, <laughs> finish eating my sandwich, <laughs> right? That's the last one I remember. And they were getting it on, too. It never really came our way where we were worried. It wasn't that close. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was close enough where I probably should have moved, but and he did, but I didn't. And it was just like, all right, whatever. I'm just eating my food. You were getting dinner and a show regardless. Got an extra show. We were watching the fight, had dinner, um, cheesesteaks, fries, whatever it was. Can't go wrong. Yeah. They have really good food. And um, then the fight breaks out. That's the last one I remember. But these are hilarious. It's hilarious. It's usually the spots. Gentlemen's Club, the St. Paddy's Day bar. That's right. usually where... The stuff occurs. Yes, it does. The nonsense occurs. Yes, it does. does. But these videos, they just pop in their hair layers. The last thing, then we'll get to Brian. This this Monday Night Football, again, just add, check it off to add it to the list of another stinking performance by the NFL putting this game on. Awful. Do you feel bad for Buck and Aikman? Now, they made their bed signing this deal, and they're making a ton of money. But when they were with, I guess it was Fox, right? They would get game of the week, so it's always a top tier game. Yeah, or ninety percent, unless injuries happen that they can't, you know, they don't see coming. Ninety percent of the time, it's the best game of the week or one of the best games of the week. Monday Night Football, it's a crapshoot. Do you feel bad for them at all having to call these a lesser game, or do you not care because they're swimming in money? No, I don't care because they are swimming in money, and I think they'll get better games next season. I think it will. I think it will eventually turn for them. I do. The, there has been some awful Monday night games. Yeah, the, awful primetime games in general. I know. Season. The teams That's are... just how bad the NFL is. The teams are supposed to be good. Of course, when you schedule these games, it's supposed to be good. It's not like those other games where we have to have one of them on Monday nights. Carolina when they're, you know, Detroit. You don't... No, that's more of a... All right, we'll put it on Sunday night football, whatever it might be. Thursday night football now. They'll do that. They'll, I think they'll be fine next season. And if anything, even though we're not listening, they probably make it more enjoyable because they are who they are. Buck and Aitman. Yeah, and you're going to want to stay tuned in because it is those guys. Who yeah, like... Um, Buck gets a lot of hate, but Herb Buck's Street, one of the best. Herb Street and, and Michaels, while I like both of them individually, they don't do anything for me as far as the games go. Collinsworth and Michaels, though, did. I think even Collinsworth and Tariko are good. They are. Personally. They I are. like Tariko. I think Tariko is a good well, he's place. he's a pro. Yeah, so. he really is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, 610 What's this thing you were telling Yeah, me? real quick, and then obviously Brian's been hanging on. Um, the last time someone won MVP and the Super Bowl in the same year, 1999. Kurt Warner. That is the. La- it has not happened in the 21st century. It's time to break that streak. Did that worry you at all? Nope. Not at all. Nope. Okay. All those things. There's been really good players that won MVP. Really good teams. Yeah, a lot of them them have gotten deep in the playoffs and just haven't been able to get it done. I I feel pretty good about this one. That's crazy. Would you think it's that long ago, though? No, I wouldn't. 
1999 season, Kurt Warner, last time someone won MVP and the Super Bowl in the yeah. same year. Yeah, that's that, that's a lot. That is <laughs> that's, that's, that's a long time. Amount. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Let's go to Brian and Plymouth meeting next year on ninety seven five. What's up, B? Hey D, how's it going? Hey man. Um well first of all with the uh yeah, I mean I would be very happy for Jalen Hurts to uh to see him win MVP. I mean he it is deserved. Um you know, he's a good guy, which is really a big part of the package in terms of him being a a field general for this team. But I I don't in general really care too much about these individual awards anymore. I mean, I, I was saying to uh, to Tom that I I did definitely want to see Embiid win MVP because I'm a huge fan. But uh, in general, I don't really care that much about the individual stuff. Um, yeah, but and, and, and you you're right because I know you and you said this before. But there's so many who do and they they're really into it. You said anymore, so you know at some point maybe you did. You know, maybe. Well, and not, not so much awards, but I mean, I think awards are part of it, but just as a kid growing up, like where I was just crazy about numbers, like, right. um, you know, I was way too really interested in stats and thinking that that was, you know, I could definitely remember like counting off like Randall's yards during games, like wanting him to have like the most passing yards in the league and that sort of stuff, yeah. um, which, which seems silly, like kind of looking back on it, but you know. No, because look, I, I don't think so because I did it too, man, where I was... I was that guy looking in the back of the Daily News every every day, you know, and sitting there and looking at the numbers, always looking at the field goal percentage in the NBA, looking at the scoring leaders in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right now. Oh, yeah, Where, yeah. Where's yeah. my guy, right? Yeah, I was definitely checking the Hornets box scores every day, looking to see Larry Johnson uh, trying to move up the scoring scoring yeah, range yep. back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just, and it's not, uh, I don't know, it just kind of seems like silly and just kind of like a childish like perspective on stuff, like thinking that that's more important than, than outcomes. But, um, yeah, whatever. But, um, I did have to agree with, uh, Keith for once, uh, <laughs> 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 even though I was very happy, uh, I had a nice, uh, I had Embiid, Anthony Davis and Bogdanovich like paired up in a, a, in a point scoring thing. And I was, I was way too conservative <laughs> across the board. Fair enough. But, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, it's just, it, it, it's a tribute to how great he is that, um, yeah, it's just so easy for him to just crush teams so easy. where he can just go one-on-one. Dude, last night I looked uh, up when he had 31, and I was like, dang, he's got 31? That's how easy it, it is for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the last time we talked, I mean, I was, well, A, I mean, I've been in, in the building for I don't know, five, at least five, maybe ten times when he wasn't even playing well and he had 40 points. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the thing is though, what we were also talking about the well, last time we talked about Embiid is that he, but that, then that doesn't translate. He's not improving to teams that like play as a unit, as a system that put pressure on him from surprising angles and, and whatever. And he just seems to think that he can play the way he plays against the Hornets versus a team that's playing great team defense, and we see, we just kind of see the same problems over and over again. So, uh, I mean, it's it's certainly a huge accomplishment, but I can definitely see where Keith's coming from there as well. Um, and look, but, yeah. I, I I didn't disagree with Keith in the sense of it is about the playoffs because how long have you and I been talking about this? And we're like, all right, this is great. 
do this in the in the playoffs and get to the Eastern Conference Finals and in the NBA Finals. And yeah, sure. And actually, that that reminds me of what uh, I mean. Spanky doesn't have to feel bad about not uh, being excited about this team because it's boring to watch. It, it's uh it's a shame, but like when once you have, I mean, it wasn't when Harden was out, but now that we're playing Harden ball, which I never had a problem with before in terms of its effectiveness. But uh, and I, I was fascinated to see how this Embiid Harden thing was going to work out. But it's uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not lamenting the fact that I I didn't renew my season tickets, which had nothing yeah. to do with the team. But I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything entertainment wise. Yeah, not, and and look, they are not bad together. It just, they could be better together. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had really enough time to meld, but it's just, there's no way it's going to be, I mean, to, to me, that that 17-18 team where everybody was moving the that ball. Was my favorite. Which, which I think, I mean, when you had, you know, obviously, <laughs> Simmons was uh, unselfish to a fault, but you also had Dario, who was such a great passer, too. The ball moved so well on that team. It was just such, and it, they played such great defense. It, that was incredibly fun to watch. Yeah. Well, actually, eighteen nineteen was mine because of the uh, Jimmy Butler. Well, yeah, when they got Butler, that was my favorite. But that team before that, when you're right, that was that team was really really good. They just weren't ready, and um, yeah, that was, next year well, we thought they were because they added Butler, and then Tobias Harris came into town later on. So yeah, but hey, man. They still have time. And, and hey, I, I do have to say, I'm, I'm uh, currently suspended from Twitter, so that's why I'm uh, silent over there. I'm, awesome. I'm blaming, I'm blaming Dan Fritz because it's a certain <laughs> person that he follows kept popping up on my feed, and finally I got fed up and said something I shouldn't have said. That's that's why I meet those people, man. That's why I meet I, them. I, yeah, I know. I'm normally I got more blocks than Dikembe De, usually. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see you back on Twitter soon, yeah, man. Well, either when the appeal's done, I'll uh, probably just take the or take the post down. But it just as a matter of principle, I appealed it <laughs> anyway. All right, All right guys, have a great. All day. right, you got it, man. I love it, Brian. Blocked on Twitter. Yes, yes. I thought I was going to get blocked because I had to mute the guy. It was popping up too much. I just had enough with Elon Musk. I had to. I had to mute it. It's too much. You don't blame me. It's like, all right, I'm out. And then I didn't agree with the stuff that he's saying, so I'm like, I'm out. I can't do this. So I'm probably about to be blocked. <laughs> well, it's like it's kind of like those fight videos where it's just random stuff gets, just gets pops up on your timeline when you don't want it to pop up on your timeline. Yeah, so like sometimes I, you do got to. I look at things. one video of Ben Simmons or read one tweet about Ben Simmons from a Nets person, and then I get all of these Nets things. Yes, I, same thing. I and, like and I'm, to. I'm constantly hitting the irrelevant, irrelevant, yep. irrelevant, and they keep popping up. Is there anything else outside? And I don't want to mute them because they didn't do anything to me. But I don't need it popping up on my timeline all the time. So annoying. I either liked it was a trade that happened or it was an update from Simmons, like you said. And I liked the Nets uh, post or a Braves post, whatever it is. And it just kept popping up after that every single time. And you're right. You don't want to mute the dude because he seems like a nice guy or girl, whoever's reporting. But, yeah, it's annoying. Too annoying. But I'll never delete it, though, because of those fight videos and all the funny stuff you see on Twitter. (laughs) They are hilarious. Um we also wanted to bring in, well, we'll do that on the other side. But uh, and but look, as far as you and you do the engineering for the Sixers, I do pre and post for the Sixers. We'll have one tomorrow, Sixers and the Kings. Should be a fun game, by the way. Sixers and Kings tomorrow. Kings are much improved. Really good team, 14 and 11. They lost to the Knicks on Sunday. So they're here in town. They're ready to roll. Nice team. See about De'Aaron Fox. He didn't play yesterday. 
see if he plays tomorrow against the Sixers. Uh, but yeah, the 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 part about them being, I've heard that a lot where they people Sixer fans don't really find them fun right now, and it's hard to be fun when you're 14 and 12, especially when you thought through 26 games, they're probably going to be what 20 and six, or 22 and eight. I mean, 22 and four or 19 and seven. I don't, you know, whatever. You thought they would be better than they are. And so I understand where some people are still a little reluctant to, to get there uh, with the Sixers. But I do, I do caution and say, while you're right, through this amount of games, it's disappointing. There are still 56 left. We go through April. <laughs> there are a lot left. And I think they'll be fine. It doesn't shock me that people aren't as tuned in early this season. Especially what the Eagles are doing. Eagles, the Phillies, and there are people who are still hype about the offseason, Trey Turner, all that stuff. Yes. And you look at the injuries that they've had. It's been a clunky season. Your three stars have played together, what, five games this season, I think, total? And we're at I think how many? It's actually nine. Is it that many? I think so. Oh, wow. Well, regardless, it hasn't happened in, in weeks. Yeah. Everyone loves Tyrese Maxey. That's everyone's favorite player or most people's favorite player on this team. He hasn't been here for the last month. The team's struggling. You still get bonehead games and, and the way that the game against the Lakers ended and the, the scheduled loss comments. And let's face it, this team hasn't gotten out, gotten out of the second round. And until that happens, I think people are going to have the mindset of, all right, Show me why I should watch you every single night. And they're not doing it right now. Exactly. That's, that's why people aren't watching. Yep. Show me. Yep. The show me part. Yep. Absolutely. Great point. All right. Well, we take a quick break. We come right back. And there's a lot of people um, wanted to get actually uh, Brian here. I mean, Mark here on Twitter. The Giants turf is horrible. And the Cardinals, unfortunately, have the same turf. I smell a... Uh, Class action suit coming. There shouldn't be any turf anymore. There shouldn't. And they have that thing that they roll out Mm -hmm. and roll back in. Isn't that the one? I think so. The Cardinals are saying? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So Mark Mark is right. Yeah. And then, um, but someone is saying to Mark and and, and I that it's natural grass, except it's natural grass that they have. That the Cardinals have? Yeah. Is it 100% natural grass or is it like a mixture of turf and grass? I don't know. This is... A, t- a Twitter account, only one following and zero followers, but so hey, who knows the so legitimacy. Who knows, but but I mean, yeah, but to Mark's point, it's not good. Lane Johnson said it himself a couple weeks ago in his Packers game, I believe, where he goes down with a knee injury. It looked a lot worse than it was, and he said the grass saved his knee. If that was turf, his knee would have been torn up. So thank God that the Eagles have grass. But I just I know some places probably can't handle it. An outdoor Lambeau probably can't handle it. Whatever it is. But for the most part, 90% of these teams, if not more, should be having all the grass. With all the data we have and all the injuries that have happened, come on now. This, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Let's, let's just make it happen. Yeah, just, just simply get it done. Just just get it done. Player safety, right? Change That's all what the, they said. Change all the helmets and all that kind of stuff. Player safety. Player, no, no hitting in practice, all that stuff. Training camp, practice. Kickoffs are no, no longer a thing for the most part. Player safety. Except their knees being ripped up. Yeah, well, that part, you know, no big deal. All right, <laughs> Football Monday on the Fanatic, presented by Pierce Phelps, whatever it takes. Go to nopaybryant.com. When we come back, we'll keep it going with the Eagles conversation, the MVP. Little Sixers from last night. 
And also, I have a Christmas question. I have a Christmas question. Saw this thing. Tom and I kind of talked about it briefly. Christmas question. These, these things are cool. And me and my daughters did something on Saturday. And I'll bring that to the conversation also. See where people are. It's that time. 13 days away. 13 days away. You didn't realize it. 13 days away. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> a day from yesterday. I mean, two weeks from yesterday. Huh? Two weeks from yesterday. Christmas. Where'd that come from? Well, if you listen to other people, when you say stuff like that, it's like, what do you mean? It's here when it's supposed to be here. The time, the days, minutes, seconds, all that. You know what I mean. It came by fast. We'll come back. We'll talk about it here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Ninety-seven five, the fanatic. Ten thirty-one, 97.5, the fanatic. Six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. We want to watch the football games, the playoffs, with you. Who is we? Well, I can't answer that, but I know it's ninety-seven five, the fanatic, and uh, we want to have the playoffs at your place. Ninety-seven five, the fanatic is planning a party live from the. Best fan cave. We just need to find it. Where is it? We're looking for the most awesomest, most insane, most amazing fan cave to broadcast live and kick off playoff weekend. Maybe it's your basement, your garage, your shed. As long as it's awesome, we want to see it. Go to 97.5thefanatic.com for details and to get your fan cave in the running. Winners gets a live winner gets a live broadcast from 97.5 the fanatic. And $1,000, yes, to spend at Royal Billiard. 97.5 The Fanatic, live from your fan cave, is presented by Royal Billiard. The new room, the new showroom is open, 515 Bethlehem Pike in Colmar, PA, or online at royalbilliard.com and 97.5 The Fanatic, Philadelphia. We want to be with you. Backyard broadcast, I was there. It was great. Now we want to be in your fan cave, whatever it is. Want to see the things that you already have, all the posters and pool table, the bar, all, all the logos from your teams all around. We want to see them. We want to see. And we also want to know if you have room for something else because you're going to have $1,000 available to you to win from Royal Billiards. All you got to do is go to 97fatherfanatic.com for the details and get into the running. What would you, uh, what, what, do you have a fan cave? Uh, no, nah, that's, that's part of the bucket list. When we buy a house eventually. What do, you, what do you want in the fan cave? Do you already know? Uh, I mean, nothing. I mean, a, a nice bar would be nice. It doesn't have to be crazy, but just a little area, bar area, multiple TVs would be nice. So I could have red zone and the Eagles. <laughs> I work Sundays anyway, so I usually don't watch. That's why I don't have red zone, but regardless, so come baseball season or whatever it is. Oh, no doubt. Um, at bubble hockey, not air hockey. Bubble hockey. Bubble hockey. That's like on. The, that's on the, the like bucket it. list. I like it. I love that. That's like one of my favorite arcade games. Um, you know, pool table. But pool tables are huge. You can only have so much. I would. I but you don't to, need to have a giant pool table. You can have a smaller pool table. I don't. They're not for me. Okay. I feel like if you're gonna play pool, I'd rather play like. Gotta go. And I'm not even good at pool, but I feel like I would want to play the, the right way. Fair enough. But. But yeah, so now I just I just got a TV and a couch, and that's that's fine with me so far. Right now, you know, it yeah. could be worse. Right now, that's what you have. I'm not greedy. 
Yeah. Well, one day. Okay. Hopefully we get there. How about you? You got one? No. Uh, since, I've, since I've since moved, I haven't had a chance to do that yet and, and do all that. So it is something that I'm looking at. I have stuff already. Like I have multiple jerseys that I need to have framed. I was always, a, as a kid, a poster person. So I have posters that I like that I still have that I would like to hang up. Uh, a couple movie posters that I have. Uh, one of them got ruined that I'm upset about, which was the... Um, so you know how Foot Locker and these sneaker stores have the big posters in their windows and, and, and throughout the store? Yeah. So at the time, um, we knew someone that worked in Foot Locker years ago, in the probably late 90s, early 2000s. And all they do is throw those things away. So Do they really? Yeah. They don't give them out to anyone? or no. That's I mean, crazy. I mean, you can take them, like, if you're a worker. Yeah. You can take them. But other than that, they but just But other toss than them. that, they just toss them. So um, we, we asked at the Iverson, the questions, you know, his first his signature shoe, the questions, the white ones with the red tip on the, on the tip of the shoe. And I had that one, and I had it all rolled up just waiting. And unfortunately, I was never able to uh, put it where I wanted to put it. That was big. However, I couldn't do anything because it got ruined. And I was like, hey, man. <laughs> got ruined just from moving or something? Yeah, yeah just something Yeah, just like, something like that. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. So then I had a couple of other ones that also got messed up same way. Um, bad Boys, the first Bad Boys movie with Will Smith. And, nice. Yeah. And, you know, uh, in, in, in my day, while movie pers- posters were available, they weren't as popular as sports posters. So somehow I found one, and I was like, I want one of those, because you see them when you walk into the theater. And I'm like, I want one of those. And um, my cousin was a manager at the movies, so he brought me the poster home. It's all about how you know, man. Yeah, at the movie theater, he was manager. So gave me a movie poster, and I was able to have that one got ruined but then they started selling them so you can I, find them online then i now, think so. of other movies that i wanted and i was like i'm getting that I, I want that one and so to complete it i want to do some of those things i have an old sixers it was from the arena um somebody used to work there gave me a, um <laughs> all about who you know there you go. they replaced something with the sixers it was a big logo they replaced it with a newer one and like some like outside the locker room or something, and they they wrapped it up and it was like, "Hey, you want this? Put it in your basement." Or sure, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take Not gonna it. say no. Yeah. yeah, come on now. And uh, so I have that also. Now let me ask you this because you know I'm not a drinker. Do I put a bar in there? Now I do it for other people, but how much do I even stack in my bar? Because I don't drink. Yeah, I think. I mean, do you have people over often that do? Drink? No, but my people who do will visit do drink. So I, I'm not that type to have a party and realize just because I don't drink, you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. That's good job by you. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like going out. I know we're going to go out. and We're going to go somewhere that sells drinks. I'll drive. <laughs> we're still having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So I would I say, if you want to, sure, you could always just do the bar cart. You know, where it's not, ah, yeah. we have one of those too at the house. We got it in Philly because, you know, girlfriend wants to make it look nice and stuff like that. So we got one. Mm-hmm. And it's not the commitment of building a bar or putting a big bar in there and not nearly the same price. So you get a nice, you can get nice bar carts online that can hold everything, wine glasses, shot glasses, all that stuff. And it's kind of like a bar. So I, I'd go that route. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but 
We want the fan cave. We want so to be there. If you guys have any of this stuff we're talking about. You can just pass it on to us. <laughs> well, yeah, that's <laughs> All right. Um, 610-632-0975. Wow. Um, I was thinking about this, too. I was thinking about this. And Tom and I have actually talked about this. He actually brought it up first. But we always get into Christmas things when the holidays come around or any of these holidays come around. We talk about these things. And it was one that I sent to him first, even though we were talking about it before. And it was Charlie Brown Christmas. You know how Charlie Brown Christmas pops up, everybody, and and you 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 see these things, and it just automatically just brings back, you know, the memories as, as a child, as a kid, and like, wow, this one might be my favorite, <laughs> you know, all that. Well. Charlie Brown is one of my favorites, honestly. I can still sit there by myself, mind you, and watch it. And, like, somebody comes up, well, you watch Charlie? Yeah, I'm watching Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the best. It's the best. And then me and my daughters this weekend, after we came back from, we were out shopping. By the way, we found nothing in the mall. So I guess everything is online. Picked just, over now? or Just nothing that we wanted. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So we said we would try a couple other places. We'll probably do it next week, something. Um, next weekend. Don't wait too long. I can do it during the day. They're at work and school. Well, school and, you know, they work later too. But nothing was in there. But when we got back, got situated, you know, cleaned up, everything, sit down. Dad, let's watch a movie. All right. Christmas movie. First one. Home Alone. Let's watch that. My youngest said, nah, we watch that all the time. Let's something else. So we go through the whole list. Santa Claus was one of them that we talked about. We didn't watch it. Tim Allen's a great one. Santa Claus 2 is a, a really good one also. And we wound up on um, Deck the Halls with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. My man. So we watched that, you know, all that. But I sent it to Tom and I'm like, this one is the best, man. Charlie Brown Christmas. And, 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 and Tom asked a great question. Jingle All the Way. Not Jingle All the Way. Yeah, with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. You asked a great question, though, of, um, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the one holiday television movie cartoon? It could be a cartoon. Whereas Frosty the Snowman, that one is always a staple. It was always a staple as a kid. You knew it was... Terrible looking animation, grainy video kind of compared to what we have now, but it was always dope. And you remember when he melted and all that stuff, and it was it was fantastic. Spoiler alert. Yes, sixty years later. <laughs> and Charlie Brown Christmas. Where they did a little dance, the legs move, one left left leg moves, the right leg moves, right? And and you know, your arms go the other way and all that stuff. Charlie Brown Christmas. Fantastic. What's the tradition, though? What was the question that you wanted to ask, Tom, uh, about how you wanted to frame The number one viewing appointment for the holidays. What is the number one viewing appointment for the holidays for you people? You're going out of your way. Hey, we might do one Christmas thing, but it has to be this thing. Yes, we might. We all sit down. We put on our, our footy pajamas. All of us. Party time. Tree is up, lights are on. Appointment, 
Christmas watch. What are you watching? 610-632-0975. When do you watch it? Do you get closer to Christmas? Or does it happen basically every weekend? When? When do you watch it? 610-632-0975. We can watch these Christmas movies as soon as they start to come out, me and my family. So it doesn't matter if it's the week before, the night before. It's Sunday this year, so it could happen on Friday and Saturday and Sunday for all of that. What about you? What do you guys get? I know you love Christmas. I do. There's so many great ones. The one I go out of my way, have to watch every single year, is Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Because I think that's the best Christmas movie. It is the best. My favorite. My personal favorite. I think it's hilarious. Heartwarming. All that good stuff. So that's mine. But appointment, every Christmas Eve, and I'm sure we're not the only one. My mom loves It's a Wonderful Life. Loves it. I can't get into it. Yeah, it's not my favorite. But But it's for mom. Exactly. Yes. We get there. My dad turns it on. I hang out with the girlfriend and then go over to the house. We usually watch it at like 9 o'clock at night. And that's it. So my personal Christmas vacation, the one that I have to do every single year because, because one, you want to because you want mom everything to be good. And you want to spend time with her and make sure she's happy around the holidays because she loves Christmas too. But it's a wonderful life Christmas Eve. Okay. All right. So. As we talk about the Birds and all, the Sixers, if you want to talk about Embiid with his 53 on Sunday against the Hornets, whether that matters to you or not, 610-632-0975. Folks, what do you watch? (laughs) What do you watch? What's appointment viewing for you around the holiday season? 610-632-0975. This game still stinks. I saw a Patriots... Defensive touchdown, then I saw a Cardinals touchdown. I guess the Cardinals touchdown got called back. He must have been down. Um, Glad yeah. I didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful. It's awful. It, you know, at this point, you know, I hope you don't have any fantasy people <laughs> in there uh, for you all. But, yeah, some really good ones. And um, and I, I we were watching the, the um, jingle, jingle All the Way, as Tom said it was. Jingle all the way this weekend. And it was fun, man. It really was. Arnold Schwarzenegger, my, my daughters weren't really into him as the um, the dad. And he got tired of his accent and, and all of that. But they enjoyed the movie as it, the action started to pick up. They were sitting there like, man, this kid can't act. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, oh, that That's what they said. It, it was funny when you watched it. Yeah. It was funny. And then... Uh, Phil Hartman, the late, great Phil Hartman, and how he was coming on to Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. That was hilarious. All that stuff. And some of that stuff, and you watch, you're like, man, you can't say that in today's movie. No. You get in trouble. Absolutely not. But just good stuff. So yours is Charlie Brown, then? Yeah, Charlie Brown was always, as a kid, Charlie Brown, and it still is. Frosty the Snowman, as a kid, was also a, um appointment television when that would come on. With my kids... Like one they would we talked about we discussed was because they were big Disney Channel kids when they were growing up, so we watched this one show called um, Good Luck Charlie, 
and on Good Luck Charlie, they also had a Christmas movie. So when you watch all of these, they wind up having movies off of their TV shows because it's so popular. So they make it into a Christmas movie like Wizards of Waverly Place and... Oh, I mean, Tom, you know, Sweet my life is acting code. Oh, my kids, they're that age. So you know, uh, yeah, I was, when I was growing up, that was mine are 24, 20 and 15. So I was in all of that. So we watched all of that stuff. So my kid, my middle kid was like, you know, what we haven't watched in a while. Let's watch the uh, Good Luck Charlie movie, the Christmas movie. <laughs> and I was like, wow, we haven't seen that in a while. Now, do you enjoy it or is it more at this point it's I, for the kids? I'm that dad that I was in it. Uh, yeah, you're into they're it. They're in it. I'm in it. So, I, but are you enjoying it while you're in it? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So every week, I I know I haven't discussed this with you, and then we go to Travis here in a second. I haven't discussed this with you, but Tyler knows um, one of my favorites because me and my youngest, she's 15, so she has an, a different viewing experience than the other two. Phineas and Ferb, that was our cartoon, and that's cool. Then we would, so I would watch these shows with them every week when the new episodes come out. So I'm in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm that dad. I was. That's cool. I was always just, hey, what, Hannah Montana, let's have at it. Um, Barney, me and my oldest, we watched Selena Gomez from Barney all the way up oh, to yeah. where she was in Waverly Place and then became this, the pop star, you know, superstar that she is overall with the movies, television, and singing. And her and Demi Lovato both. Demi Lovato, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sweet Life with Zach and Cody with them. Um, the 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 one where they were on the turn into the ship. <laughs> with Zach and Cody, uh, and on deck, on deck was with, with that with them, and Good Luck Charlie and Jesse, all that stuff. Man, I can run them all through, and then they will watch stuff that I like. We have we like Transformers together. That's our movie um, with Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. Yeah, the newer ones. Yeah, the newer one, and that's not too. New, that's but. the one that we like. The other ones are like, eh. <laughs> Even part two was okay, but after that, it was like, all right, you guys went too far. And then the Mark Wahlberg ones, I'm out. You know, all that stuff. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm that dad. That's cool. Yeah. So, that saying, good luck, Charlie Christmas. She wanted to watch that one this weekend. So, and you watch it. And we watch it. That's awesome. Yeah, we watch it. And I'm sure we'll watch another one when they come back and, and say, Dad, let's watch this one. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's go to Travis and Poconos next here on 97.5. What's up, Trav? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. All right, a couple things. Uh, for one, the movie here, um, you know, we, we my kids are teenagers. We like Alpha Wolf. Farrell and uh, the Grinch with Jim Carrey and the original, you know, Frosty and the and Rudolph. But the one that, that just is the Christmas movie of this house is the Christmas story with the shoot your eye out kid. Um, my wife doesn't like it. My kids don't like it. And I think it makes me like it even more. I watch, <laughs> I watch what, it every I'm year. I'm with I them. I can't, I can never get into it, Trav. Yeah. I think it's because I, I mean, I, before I had a chance to, to like it, you know, it was all in my house when I was growing up. So, you know, it's just, it's Fair. just one yeah. thing. It feels like Christmas, you know? Yeah, so when do you guys start it? As soon as it pops up on... Because you know with the Christmas life and all those, like Christmas story, they'll have a marathon, and they'll just yeah, run so, it back to back. Yeah, so what I do is, you know, we chop down the Christmas tree every year. We decorate the tree, and I let my wife and kids pick all the movies. I watch whatever they want, or whatever they want. And as soon as Christmas Eve hits, and that comes on 24 hours, I keep it on the 72-inch in the living room all 24 hours during Christmas. <laughs> That's dope. And, and see, we would alternate and go from... Um, what Tom said, which is National Lampoon's Christmas. Yep. Elf. Yep. Um, we would also go Home Alone, which is a staple. And those would be the, the main three. And then, like, lately, when it got to Tyler Perry would have his Medea stuff, 
at Medea Christmas and they would, you know, the family when we would have dinner, they would mix that stuff in. So absolutely, man, that, that's dope. That, I'm glad, glad you guys absolutely do that. And that, that's right, a pretty so good the, tradition. So the more important thing to talk about is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Because from my perspective, it's just a movie that takes place at Christmas. It's not a Christmas All movie. All right, so here's a, here's a great thing, because while we were looking this weekend, Trav, yeah. when we were on, I think we were on our fire stick. Yeah. On the fire stick, it popped up, but it said... They're going to sell it, though. Just it said stars it. on the bottom. Right, you're absolutely right. It says stars on the bottom. It says absolutely a Christmas movie. So they're in on this conversation like we are. But then it's ironic, because Tyler... Tyler Zuli yesterday sent me a a video of Bruce Willis being asked this very question, and he said it is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Bruce Willis. I mean, it, he he is diehard, so it's just a movie that takes place at Christmas time. But so so do a lot of the other movies that we say are Christmas movies, but we still call them Christmas movies. Not National Lampoon's. I'm not saying that one because that's actually on Christmas. But if you think about it, it actually happens before Christmas because he's trying to get the Christmas bonus. All that stuff, it happened before Christmas. Home Alone, before yeah. Christmas. He was left way before Christmas Day, but we always look at those things and say it's a Christmas movie. It's because this one is an action movie that we say is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a solid point. So it really goes down to this. Because I have a lot of friends that put on Die Hard. That's their Christmas movie at their house. So if any movie Christmas makes party. you feel like Christmas and makes you feel that good, well, then It's a Christmas movie. Hey, hey, real, real fast, Trav. Uh, hopefully we're celebrating Christmas and we're thinking about 14-1 and one at that point, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. But as you've seen them uh, through this past weekend, what do you make of your, your football team, man? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm already on record. I, I have a pretty good social media following. I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. I'll, I'll say it a thousand times. I hope I keep saying it. He just got so much better as a quarterback. I don't want to hear all the running and all this other stuff. The way he goes through his reads, how soft the ball he throws – it, it, I, I came into the season, I wanted two things. Do I have a coach? Do I have a quarterback? I got both. I got both. You yes, know, you do. I, I, I'm a little worried about our depth. Uh, the only team that really worries me at all um, is, is the Cowboys, unfortunately. Same. They do worry me a little bit, I'll be honest. Um, San Francisco doesn't mean nothing to me right now. They're not going to do anything with the, with the rookie quarterback. So the way I look at it is we just got to handle business against the Cowboys. That's it. And we're there. We're in the bowl. No doubt. No doubt. Take care of business as, as it is in front of you in that divisional game. And then, of course, the big one against Dallas or San Fran or Minnesota, whoever's there in the NFC Championship game. Trav, if I don't speak to you, man, you and the family, have a great holiday. Yep. Merry Christmas to you guys. Thanks. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, look at that. Alfie from Abington checks in. Also, Christmas Story, Die Hard, South Park, Mr. Hanky episode, Bad Santa, and Home Alone. All are must for your boy, Alfie. John Kincaid, him and his daughter, I remember saying this from last year, was the South Park Mr. Hankey episode as well. They watch it every single year. <laughs> I can, Now, the, you're not the Christmas story? My girlfriend hates yeah. Christmas story. Yeah, I'm with her. And I love, it's one of my favorites. She and I are locked arms on this one. What? Well, it just doesn't I do just it? never got into it, no. Christmas story, um, um, no, none of those older ones. I just It's not that it. old. It's, it's old like, enough. It's old enough. So, I, my opinion... If it wasn't 24-7 on Christmas, it would be higher up. Like, people would like it a lot more because it's just shoved down your throat 24 hours. There shouldn't be 24 hours. Every, I, watch, I can't watch the Super Bowl for 24 hours straight that the Eagles won. After a point, you're like, all right, let's put something else on. So they need to get that off the 24-7. I think they'll, they'll grow some more fans. Yeah. it's, it's Maybe not much. you. 
Not me, but it's too much, isn't it? It's, it's too, I mean, yeah, all day. Yeah. It's not necessary. Well, at least they know that whenever you do check in, it's there. Sure. You don't have to watch it all day. You can pick your time when you're going to watch it. And yeah, that's that. So there, there's that. Well, any, are, you, are you a Grinch? Yeah. Watcher? I don't like the, well, I won't say. Well, Cartoon was pretty good too back in the day. The original one, my grandpa had on VHS. I would watch every single year. Loved go. it. There you go. And then the Jim Carrey one, I think, is hilarious. It's like kind of humor, underrated humor. I think it's a lot. It was really funny. The new like cartoon one, I haven't tried, but I'm sure it's good too. But yeah, and Matt Menarek check. Mac Menarek checks in. Producer, of course, here at the Fanatic. Matt says have to watch Elf, and although it's a chick flick, nicely said. You know, it's a woman's movie or rom com. Let's say rom com. Rom com. We'll go rom com. Although it's a rom com, pretty good movie. Love Actually. Never seen it, actually. Neither have I. I think I've gone by it and seen it on my screen and just like kept moving, looking for something else. But, yeah, I've never watched it. I feel like I'm going to be forced to this year. Um, the girlfriend said to it. You're going to have to watch it. Yeah, probably. Then that's okay. I'll let you know how it is. There you go. I got you. Yeah. All right. We'll come back. We'll keep the conversation going. We'll take some of yours on Twitter. Also, of your Christmas traditions, what's must viewing for you during the holiday season. 610-632-0975. That's Tom Alvord. I'm Devon Givens at 1110. We'll get into the Around the NFL segment. Check in on tonight's game, which stinks. Has a quarter to go, uh, but the Patriots are, in fact, winning, and we'll go around the rest of the NFL for week number 14. And the Birds, 12-1, after their 13th game right here at 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. 97.5 The Fanatic. I hope we are entertaining for you tonight. Hanging out with you for four hours. Hanging out since 8 o'clock. Here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Devon Givens. 610-632-0975. Tom Alvord is here. He'll also have the leftovers at 11.45. We'll have our weekly NFL picks in about seven minutes. Did you say if you thought that Die Hard was a Christmas movie since you're a Christmas guy? Is, this, is that a Christmas movie? Nah, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. It takes place around Christmas. Just like the others. Yeah, but the other ones are about Christmas. Yes. This one's about blowing up buildings and stuff. Yeah, so they wrapped a Christmas movie around like Bad Santa. That's true. That's a good one. <laughs> they have... They have uh, if the lead actor of the movie says it's not a Christmas movie, then it's not a Christmas movie. He's the lead actor. He didn't write it. Okay, but he starred in it. So what? <laughs> but what do you mean so what? So he would He knows the, what kind of movie he's acting in. Wasn't Die Hard two around Christmas also? I, I don't think I've seen Die Hard two. Huh? Maybe Die not in a, in a long time. It's been Die Hard two is good. They all are, aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they all pretty? Oh good? yeah, all of them. Even the the newer ones when he has the kids in, involved and all that stuff. They're watchable. They're not as good as the other. Sure, ones. they're just watchable. Um, yeah. That's why I said, man, I mean, all these other ones, like, yours is National Lampoon's. National Lampoon's about 
your your family coming for Christmas weekend or the week of Christmas, whatever it is. And I agree with you. That's a Christmas. And putting week. up the tree, going shopping. But it doesn't happen on Christmas. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't have that. It happens. It's about Christmas though. So 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 why did Die Hard surround it with Christmas? And you know what I'm saying? They they had sure. the Christmas party, and they surrounded it with Christmas. They didn't release it. Around Christmas. I think when it was released, it was released in the summer. I do. But it's the Christmas party. So that, that furthers my point then. You would think Christmas would be released around Christmas, right? Well, I mean, when was Bad Santa released? He was Santa Claus. But when was it released? I don't know. When was uh, Black Christmas? <laughs> the scary movie. It's like a horror movie. Black Christmas. I don't think I know that one. Yeah. It's not good. But I, just, I know the, the Krumpus. That, that was like the horse Santa, uh, Christmas movie. You remember that one? Krampus? Krampus something? Krampus? No, ah, it was some stupid horror movie around Christmas. That. Yeah, I don't remember that one. You got your shopping all done? A lot of it, yeah. Okay. Like 80% there. Now, do you, do you, have, do you have to uh, tell your significant other or even your parents, whatever, your siblings, they ask you, what do you want? Do you have an answer for when... Because I typically don't. I'm always, my answer is don't, I don't want anything. So. See, you're the problem here well, around the Christmas season. That's, so <laughs> I make none, of us, none of us need anything. None of us want our significant others or our family buying us stuff, but they're going to do it anyway. Andrew Saltunas and I had this argument, an argument, we talked about it last year. Yeah. You have to give ideas. You have to. But we talk all, we talk all around the year. But people you don't know just, the type of stuff that I like. You are in my life. You know what I like. A lot of things that you like, you either have because you bought in yourself or they bought in you in the past. But you can get, you can further that. But sure, If but, it's able to be further, sure. But we are talking throughout the year. So naturally, especially like with your significant other, the kids, maybe not the parents, but the kids and all, even your siblings. Yeah, you know, I was, I was thinking about this and that. I, I like that thing right there. Maybe I'll get it at some point. You're not sending any messages throughout the year. You're just talking. And you're hoping that's that they're writing write stuff down. down. Well, not everyone's doing in that. In the phone. you know, I put, do that. Put the note in the phone. I'm guessing you do, too. I do. But not every... My girlfriend doesn't do it. My mom doesn't do it. So you still have to give... I, you just give... Hey, we could use a toaster. I don't know. We could... We, we got a record player. We really want this record. I could use a new pair of shoes. Yeah. You got to give ideas. That's all. It doesn't have to be. We all know that we don't want you don't want someone getting your stuff, but they're going to do it anyway. You have to give ideas. My sister and my mom are the worst with that. They just, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm all good. I don't need anything. Yeah, uh, I'm, card. Sh- <laughs> right? I'm sure your daughters, you're making it a bit tougher on them. That's all. Yeah, they're all, Dad. Come on, Dad. Give us ideas. Yeah, give us something. Like, guys, you got to give something. We talk about this stuff all throughout the year because, you know, I'm a sneaker guy. Sure. As you know. Absolutely. They know. Because I brought them up on that. And they even know that they don't even have to get sneakers. They can get socks that I like. Or they like a get, gift card or something. Yeah, they can yeah. get anything like that. They, they want, uh, you know what? You know what they got me um, last year? My youngest, of course, she, she just started working. But she has to get her money from us to get the gifts. Yeah. So she gets the money from everybody. Her mom, her sisters, me. And I think she got me a throw pillow. I mean, a throw blanket. You know, the fleece blankets. Philly's fleece blanket. Nice. Very nice. 
I'm very comfortable. Very comfortable. She bought she bought me a new Eagles hat. Can't go wrong. Right? I don't have to tell them that. They know. But do you? They know what the hats in my closet look like. They know what the hoodies, the jackets. They know what sneakers. Well, sometimes. They're going to get to the point uh-huh. where you have everything. Dad, we bought you a hat last year. We bought you this two years ago. You have all. We don't want to buy you sports stuff anymore because you have everything. And they don't. But that's the thing. They don't. But they keep figuring it out. They keep, okay. Uh, they, my, they bought me a new wallet from the place of business that my daughter works. Nice. Very nice. nice. Leather wallet. So they're good. They're on top of it. They know. Some people Now want. they will ask. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. Or this is what I used to do as a kid. And they didn't know. Their mom would do, I would do this. I won this at work. It was a gift. Whatever. Here. Wrap this up. Give this, like, tell the kids that you just bought it for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that. I'd be like, hey, go in the closet and one that you didn't know I had, go ahead and wrap that up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so you don't have to spend your money. Sure. That's yeah, they like, nah, they, they like the idea of buying you something. Exactly. I know. Yeah. I know. All I'm saying is, maybe not you and your girls because they seem to be on top of it. They are. You generally. out there, if some a significant other, someone you care about asks, hey, what do you want for Christmas? Don't just say, I don't know. I don't need anything. Just give them an idea. That's all. <laughs> give them one idea. I could use a raincoat. Bang. Done. Could use a new pair of boots. Bang. Bang. Done. That's all. You're helping yeah. someone out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm part of the problem. So me and the people like me are problems. Yeah. Okay. But you, like I said. You, you know, always have something to tell your people though. Hey, I'm always. maybe this. Or if, hey, let me think about stuff. I'll, I'll text you tomorrow. Or something. Okay. That's all. All right. What is it about Christmas that you love so much? Because you love Christmas. I do. It is my favorite holiday, but just a family. My my mom loved it growing up. Yeah, and she got us into it. Our family. We always had big like every Christmas we'd go to my grandmother's. Have forty people there because I got a big family. So it was just seeing people that you don't see all the time and getting presents. That helps too. Yeah. But yeah, the Christmas music all throughout the year, and my mom liking it as much as she does. That really got me into it. So okay. yeah, and I yeah. All right, all right. So you gave everybody your list, everything you wanted. Yeah, just a couple I, things. I don't know what you want. I don't know. Well, if you ask me, I'll give you, I'll give you an idea. <laughs> See, I knew Tyler was easy. I knew what to get him. I, don't give me anything. No, I'm just saying. Like you talked about. Me and Tyler never talked about anything, but I knew what I wanted to get him, and he was happy with what I got him. I bought him a new baseball hat, fit it. Great gift. You know he's an Angels guy outside of the Phillies. Sure. His second team is the Angels. I found a decent one that I didn't think he had, bought the Angels hat, fit it. I asked him for his size at one point because I needed to know that. But he didn't know what I was getting him, team-wise. Sure. But I asked him for, you know, that. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So he gave you an idea of what hat, of what hat size he had. I just needed the size. Yeah. Him, right, that size. And that was... Well, you're more on top of it than some people. Yeah, you know That's what all I mean? awesome. That's I, a now, good job by Now, you. look. Everybody else, give me your list. What do you... I, what, you all right, cool. Got it. Done. Let's do it. I'll get it. Everybody else, I'm good. But when it comes to me, I'm like, eh, save you money. I'm cool. You, you did enough for me throughout the year. You know I'm still going to get yourself. But yeah, I know. I know. I, I get it. I do. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just, eh, I don't need anything. I'm cool. Thank you, though. All right. It's 11-12. Let's go around the NFL. Check in on the league. See what happened in the NFL. Let's do that. Tom Alvord, get into the NFL. We already talked about last Thursday, another stinker. Rams in the Vegas until Raiders. the very end. And then Baker Mayfield saves the day. 
Or did he? Because the Rams just stink. It's not like he's going to take Matt Stafford's job next season. But he might have a job as a backup sticking around with that team or some other. 17-16, that's nothing. Buffalo and the Jets to start things off on Sunday, 20-12. to And for a while there, it was scoreless in that game where Buffalo had to find their way. It was scored. Buffalo took a 7-0 lead in the halftime. So right there, you're like, all right, Mike White in Buffalo. This defense we know is strong. They can maybe hang in there. Well, after three, it was 17-7. They're still in it. Get the extra five points, right? All that. But it wasn't enough, 20-12. to 12. Playoff implications here because the Bills are now 10-3. and three. The Jets are fighting the Patriots in there. They're fighting uh, of some of the other teams in the playoff standings right now in the NFL. Chargers for, are up the there. Chargers are in there, absolutely. Uh, the Patriots are out of it right now, but they're right behind the, Giant, the Jets. Jacksonville is sneaking up, but it's really about... Chargers, Jets, Patriots, at least for right now. Tennessee is the same record, but they're going to win that division because it stinks probably uh, with Jacksonville behind them. Buffalo needed it, but I think the Jets needed it more. Yeah, this showed me two things. Uh, I think the Jets have a chance to be legit next year. If yeah. They get Brees Hall back next year. Right. Garrett Wilson has turned into a potential star. Yeah, I think they got to figure out their quarterback situation. I don't think Mike White's the answer. He's not the answer. I think they're talking themselves into that. Yeah. I think they should give Wilson another shot. Really? Uh, I do. Would uh, you do that or go after Lamar Jackson? Oh, I would go after someone first. But if you strike out and you don't get someone you want to draft, you got to at least give the kid another well, shot. Well, the locker room where he regained their trust. He's faced adversity. Maybe this is the lowest point of his career, of his life, potentially. Zach Wilson maybe looks in the mirror. All right, I got to change. Give him one more chance. There's too much talent there, I think. Reason he was drafted top two. So I would give him a chance. That's just me. Probably okay. a popular opinion. Uh, Bills can't run the football other than Josh Allen. And that's why I like the Eagles much more than the Bills. And that's why I like teams like the Chiefs even. Isaiah Pacheco has been running the ball better. I love Josh Allen. It's too Josh Allen centric. You need a second there. You do need they, a second. Do, do they try to run enough? No, I don't think so. And that's the problem. And that's the issue. And they have a good offensive line. Yeah. And I think there's talent at the running back. James Cook. Are you kidding Devin me? Devin Singletary. A couple of weeks ago, they both had 80 yards in one game. They just, Sean McDermott, I think he. Singletary and Cook. He gets away from it. Like, why? Why? You see what the Eagles are doing. You could have both. You could have a great pass game and a great run game. You were there with the Eagles before. Where you saw it as a coach yourself, where you need that balance. You have talented backs, even if you don't think Singletary is the one. Cook is probably the better rusher, where the more dual threat is Singletary. Use them. Then you trade it for Naheem Hines. Use them. Now, I know he's more pass catching, but if you balance it out of the run with some and the pass with the others, it might work. Yep. Sustainably. Got to try, and they just never do. Nah, and the Jets, though. That one was tough because they're going to probably have to run the table. And I don't know that they can with their schedule. Their defense is stellar, but they can just slow not teams down and keep them under a certain number, but they can't put up enough, maybe. And they score that number. Yeah. One higher than that number. Now they have the Lions who score a lot, but they're a good defensive team. So we'll see how that goes. They have Seattle in Seattle also fighting for playoff implications. And then the Dolphins in the final game of the season where they may, may, may be fighting for seeding if they're still in it. So that's the tough part there with the Jets with these three games remaining, four games remaining on their season. Lions, Jaguars at home, playing better Jaguars. Seahawks, Dolphins to close the thing out. So that's going to be a tough one. And it looks like Mike White should be able to go next week against the Lions. That's going to be a shootout. Maybe, maybe, because that defense is pretty good. 
with the Jets. Next up, Cincinnati and Cleveland. We did our picks. Told you, Cincinnati, back on it. Five straight now for the Cincinnati Bengals. It wasn't as pretty as the week before. And I, as I mentioned, Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, look, they're trying to figure things out. They have to put him in there. They probably shouldn't have because Jacoby Brissett maybe would have won one of the other games, not this one, but one of the other ones, as they try to let this one go where Cleveland was at least still in the conversation at 5-8. and eight. Maybe they would have won one or two. Well, one. And see where it went. But, look, Cleveland is what Cleveland is. But more importantly, Cincinnati is 9-4 and four now, won five games in a row. They are firmly in it, in the mix, in the conversation to overtake the Baltimore Ravens, depending on what happens with Jackson and Hundley for the Baltimore Ravens. May not be able to play. That one right there is important for that reason of what Cincinnati, they are dangerous in the AFC. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. So, we'll see where that one goes. What do you think about Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, since Burrow's a stud. You, T. Higgins, I think, played one snap that That's entire her. game. Yep. Yeah, and the fact uh, Jamar Chase still coming off injury. That team's going to be a problem. They are. Not just this year, but probably for the next decade with that quarterback. So I love that team. Yeah, I do too, man. They're really easy to root for. Fun players. I love T. Higgins. I love Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon, he's really one of the better backs in the league at this point. And the Cleveland Browns, they're just a mess, and I'm kind of glad they're a mess at this point. So. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did that to yourself. Get my man Nick Chubb out of there. Yeah. Get him out of there. He doesn't need to be a part of that nonsense that you guys have going on there. All right, we moved to Dallas. 27-23, we were hoping. Hanging Yikes. in there. Hanging in there, Texans. Hanging in there, but they could not pull the win out. Unfortunately, Dallas scores a late, late, late touchdown to take the lead, and um, that was it. And unfortunately, Dallas wins the game. So they are now 10-3. and Would have been real good if they would have lost that one. Would have made things much easier for the Eagles. But as much as we don't believe that game might not mean anything when they play in two weeks, but it would have been nice to see them lose. That said, Tennessee played them close. Uh, Texans. Houston. Texans. But yeah. Texans. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'm glad that I don't hear have to hear on the national uh, media shows, whatever it is, that the Cowboys are better than the Eagles and have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. So thank well, you, Well, ESPN Texans. still had them as the, Today they did? Uh, yeah, earlier today they still had them as the team most well, likely to win. doesn't make any win. sense. Um, they say win in the playoffs? Because they all get in. I, I think it was to win in the playoffs and to advance to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm glad I missed that show then. I'll say that much because... You know, I didn't see the show. I saw the <laughs> He saw the tweet video. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, after the Eagles domination, yeah. Thank you, Texans, for shutting some people up. Appreciate it. Yeah. Wish Even though you didn't get the win. Well, the win yeah. out here, absolutely. So that's that. Houston stinks. They're going to have the number one overall pick in next year's NFL draft. Who are you taking? Houston? Got to say quarterback. Which one? Yeah, pro- I guess Stroud, right? right? Or Bryce Young? Yeah, probably, probably Young at this point. Probably Young. As long as one of Will Anderson or Jalen Carter is available, then you can take whoever you want. Who do the Saints have next week? Oh, uh, I do not. I'll, do t- not I'll take a peek. No. I'll take a but peek. But Andy Dalton's starting. I do know that. Andy Dalton is starting, and the Saints have the Atlanta Falcons with Desmond Ritter. Yes. making that? his first start. No film. Got to figure it out, right? No film. Could he stun them? It's a good defense, Saints. <laughs> they do have a really good defense. But you never know. But yeah. they have a good uh they have a good running game and Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry together. Yeah. You know, it's pretty good. So we'll see. As long as it's not good this year. Nah, you're absolutely right. Detroit knocks down Minnesota 34-23. We talked about that one, but I was like, ah, they'll just go over the number. But Minnesota will still win the game. 
Detroit will absolutely score points. They lose. Minnesota is fraudulent. And the Detroit Lions are for real. I, I think they're really well coached. They got some great skill position players. Jared Goff. Really good. He's been playing really well. He He's has. now having making them rethink their position on the draft. Yeah. You know? Definitely. I mean, he's been stellar the last couple weeks, so good for them. They've been so bad for so long. Yeah. Alfie from Abington, good for you, man. Yeah. They've been struggling. They have one playoff win in their history, so good for them. I'm glad to see it, actually. And right now, after last week with Tankathon, as we go and check out the order real quick, the Birds are still at number five. And um, Detroit, actually, is at number four, courtesy of the Rams. So they don't have to take a quarterback, but they can take someone at, at that spot, and they have room for improvement in terms of talent in general on that roster. It's going to be crazy though. you're going to have a top-four pick. They'll probably go defense because that's where all the you know the really good players are. On the they should go quarterback, but they'll go defense. Yeah, you're going to say quarterback even though Goff is playing well? You just have the guy sit behind Goff for a year? Goff might not be the problem, and he's not a problem. He's been great this year. Is he the answer long-term? He's not the answer, so maybe you take so one. Are you ever going to have a better opportunity than number four you, and your other first-round pick? You take one and have him sit behind that might cause some issues in the locker room, potentially, but you have to look at what's best for the franchise, and I just think. Well, you take one and, yeah, just have the guy sitting behind him and learn from, sure. from him and yeah. pick up the system and all and, you know, go from there. And they also have 15th pick, as you mentioned, in the draft. So so there's that. By the way, Seattle, number two pick from Denver. <laughs> and they're going to sign Geno, so they're going to go defense. They're going to do it. Yeah. They're going to do it. Man. I just, As you just said, you get that high of a pick. All I'm saying, look, I, I like Geno Smith. Uh-huh. I like Jared Goff this season. Daniel Jones has shown flashes. The I'm, team I'm, might be doing well, but is that the answer long term? I know people don't like to hear that, but I think I'm drafting very few over Daniel Jones if that was my opportunity. They're 23 right now. Maybe a quarterback at that later part of the project, draft. potentially. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm. I'm Daniel Jones. I just, I, you need answers at quarterbacks, not just, oh, he's not a problem, yeah. in my opinion. All right, let's move on. We go to Jacksonville, Tennessee, 36-22. A few weeks ago, we were looking at Tennessee like, oh, man, Eagles these guys. Yeah, Eagles figure something out. Everybody's always like, thank you. Derrick Henry, two fumbles in that game. Yeah, but he also he got back to being <laughs> Derrick Henry, yeah. but he fumbled the football again. And that was an issue before the Eagles game, where Traylon Burks landed on in the end zone for the score. Um, not good for Tennessee, even though they're going to make the playoffs again, probably winning at 7-6 right now. Probably going to win that division Jack- unless Jacksonville does something crazy throughout going forward. But they're probably going to win it. So, you know, Jacksonville good. has Dallas. Good for Dougie P. I think that might be a tough game for Dallas. Good for Dougie P. Love seeing that dude succeed. Trevor Lawrence has been pretty good, actually. It's I think better. 10 touchdowns, zero picks in his last five weeks. Turned it up with Zay Jones. Yeah, Evan Ingram. Had a big day the other day for him. They're just missing out on Christian Kirk, who's carried them throughout the season in terms of receiver. Seems like they could be good next year if they had a couple more pieces. Dallas at 1 o'clock on Sunday in in Dallas. Jacksonville can score them, as you talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Even though Dallas' defense is pretty good. Baltimore 16-14, Pittsburgh. uh, Trubisky had to come in. A couple of interceptions. Baltimore escapes. Their defense is strong. They had a defensive score. And a few other things happened there defensively for them. Not much in that game, but no Lamar. Huntley, Huntley got hurt. Brown had to come in. They're going to be down to the their third quarterback next week, most likely. Yeah, so that's uh, tough for them. But they're still there. They won the game. They found a way to win. 
They found a way to get win and get it done. In Denver, Kansas City beats Denver 34-28. They were leading big early. Thought it was going to be a rout. 28-0, 21-0, something like that. And they came back. It was the Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson show. And they came back. Russell Wilson, though, concussed. Big time hit. Hit his head on the turf. All that. It was bad. It was bad. When Trying to make a play, up. too, yeah, which I kind of respect on, yeah. for how crappy that season's been. I do, too. I, I, I kind of wanted to. I, when I was looking at him, I'm like, oh, man, you should have slid. Yeah. You, you know, you can still move and all. Slide, though. Give yourself give yourself an opportunity there. And he got rocked. Yeah, he did. Just a disastrous season. Yeah. So, but Kansas City collects yet another win, man. So, they're about right the there. pass, too. Yeah. He underhand. Just, I mean, what, you know. He's no Jalen Hurts, but he's all right. He's okay. He learned from Jalen. Um, <laughs> ten and three, Kansas City is. As we move on, we go next to another. It was, you know, an interesting one here. San Fran with Brock Purdy. We knew they were going to win. They beat that team up. They're Tampa stinks. Twenty-eight nothing and a half. Tampa stinks, and they are the four seed. Man, I wish they beat Dallas. I guess, and then the Eagles faced them in the playoffs. That'd be nice. That I, would be nice. A couple weeks ago, I thought I was going to be scared of the Buccaneers. Uh no, not no. the way they're playing. At all. Even their defense, you look at them and say they're good. It doesn't matter because the offense puts them in terrible positions. They, they score. stink. And they're healthy, too. They got Fournette. They got Godwin. They got Mike Evans. Evans. Yeah. And they just can't score. They can't score. Their line's banged up. I so. know. I know. San Francisco, though, maybe that would change people's thoughts on San Fran. Brock Purdy just plays game manager. Their defense continues to play well. Still a threat in the NFC. Carolina goes to Seattle. Stunning. Two, t- two interceptions from Geno. That's not like him. Not Turn the ball season. over. As we talk about, you lose games. They did so. 30-24. Carolina still in the mix because they are in that division with Tampa, with Atlanta, and New Orleans. They're still in the mix at 5-8. and eight, And they play for that coach, man. Yeah, they do. Darnold looks like he's got some kind of life at the quarterback position for him. That, that, that he only threw one mess. In the, he threw one touchdown pass. Man, that division's a mess. It is a mess. They fire Matt Rule, trade Christian McCaffrey, and make the playoffs. Come on, man. <laughs> Under 500. It's awful. Gino, by the way, had three touchdowns. My apologies. He had three touchdowns. And um, Metcalf, Lockett were there. They didn't do enough. Marquise Godwin, Goodwin was uh, five for 95. One touchdown. Metcalf and Lockett did score. But, um, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> wow. Wow. Seattle. Come on, guys. Come on, and you were home. Got to get that together, man. Got to get it together. And finally, the Chargers and the Dolphins. That one was flexed to last night, I believe it yes, was. Yeah. And it was just an okay game. It wasn't great. Tua, he doesn't look good. San Fran didn't look good. He was just missing guys. I watched some of that when I got home from the game last night from the Sixers. He was missing guys. Yeah. Wide open dudes all day. This is the stuff that I didn't, that made me not like him. As much as everybody else, as a uh, prospect coming out of Alabama, this is the type of stuff. And to see Herbert, who played, had his receivers both healthy in the same game for, I think, the first time all season that they finished the game together, and he looks like an MVP. He lit it up. So, as a big Herbert fan, it was kind of nice for some people to be quiet. 39 completions last night for him. 39. For her, yeah, and 367 yards, only had a touchdown, but I... I think they need another head coach, but I think that dude has loads of potential. Yes, 12 catches for Keenan Allen, 6 for Mike Williams, 116 for him, and the score 92 for Keenan Allen. Of course, Austin Eckler gets his in the mix. As always. And that is around the NFL for us here tonight 
on 97.5 The Fanatic. We appreciate you hanging in. Football Monday on The Fanatic is presented by Pierce Phelps. Whatever it takes, go to nopaybryant.com. Final segment on the other side on this Football Monday. We'll get our leftovers at 11.45. Read some of these tweets in here as well as we wrap things up on this Monday night. Eagles win. Sixers win. Sixers basketball tomorrow. We're discussing it all right here at 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. 97.5 The Fanatic. All right, final segment here on 97.5 Fanatic. Devon Givens with you. Back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Getting you set for Sixers basketball here on 97.5. Um, the Fanatic. And look forward to it. Good game against the Sacramento Kings. So we'll uh, give you the pre-pregame show tomorrow beginning at 6 o'clock. Game at 7. And, of course, I'll go in the post with you following the game until midnight. Uh, Tom and I will both be here. So we'll be here tomorrow for the Sixers. And the Kings should be a good one. Should be a good one overall. All right. Um, final. 27-13 Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals. So I think the Patriots are now 7-6. and six. I think 7-6. and six And the Cardinals are now 4-9. and nine. Uh, after this one, and yeah, it was an ugly game. No touchdown passes for uh, any of the quarterbacks. Fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Must, must watch television. Oh, my goodness. Pierre Strong filled in when Ramondre Stevenson got hurt. He and Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris, eight carries for 26 and a score. Pierre Strong, Jr., five for 70 and a score. James Conner. Had the score, the only score for Arizona, 15 for 85 on the ground. Colt McCoy in backup duty, 27 for 40 for 246 and an interception. He was sacked six times. So uh, just not a good performance overall. Not a good game. This game stunk. But Patriots are still in the mix as a result. And uh, that wraps up your week 14 schedule around the NFL and I believe, I believe there's a really good Thursday night game. This is one of those games, Tom, where we're in here and you're like, dang, I wish we had Amazon Prime so we can just at least have it on the television in the studio because on, on, um, on Thursday to kick off the week 15 schedule in the NFL, we finally got a good one, I think. And by the way, we already mentioned the Sunday game, which is flexed. We finally have... A, a good one to start things off on Thursday, which is going to be maybe a fun one at least. Um, as I click it, San Fran and Seattle. That'll be fun. Should be a good one. 
marquee Geno Smith versus Brock Purdy matchup that we've all been waiting for all season. <laughs> well, Geno's turned into a pretty good quarterback. No, no, yes. Brock Purdy has won a game where he started, won as a backup there in consecutive weeks. And that defense, that defense against Seattle's offense, and the thing about it is Seattle's defense is terrible right now. It's terrible. You just look at the skill position players in that game. Hopefully, Kenneth Walker's back. I hope so. DK, Tyler Lockett, Christian McCaffrey. Probably no Debo because no of the injury, obviously. Kittle. Um, Kittle, Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. There's some great, great skill position players on those teams. Yeah. So it should be fun. Should be a good one. Short week. Who knows how ugly it could get potentially, but it should be fun. Yeah, so on its face right now, it's a good game. It's a good game. Then, what's your schedule on Saturday? You doing the show Saturday? 12 to 3. I'm with Ty. You and Ty. Indianapolis at Minnesota, 1 o'clock. There's all Sunday games, right? Baltimore, Cleveland at 4.30. Miami at Buffalo, 8.15. Yes. All intriguing. Nothing too pretty. Minnesota for Indianapolis. And you see Jonathan Taylor. That's it's still something to watch. They might be able to sting him. Baltimore hanging in there against Cleveland in Cleveland. Deshaun uh, Watson on national television. For the first time, that's the what NFL I'm kind of curious. As much as I don't like the dude, I am curious to actually pay attention to how he plays and see if it's really as bad as it's looked the past two weeks. And then a divisional game, Miami and Buffalo. Will there be weather? What's t- what's two alike? And how's uh, Tyreek Hill's ankle? And do the Bills decide to run the ball ever? And do they decide to run the ball? Quick answer now. Yeah, no, they do. But intriguing games. Yes, it's not junk, which is nice. Yes, yes. So, those are three good games on you Saturday. You like the Saturday NFL games? When we get late into the season? Yeah. Yeah, I, like I do too. Yeah, I like it. Some people aren't as into it. They like just No, the I, I like the Saturday. It weakens games. your Sunday slate, unfortunately. But. That's okay. I mean, we're really only watching one. The other one is a game of the week. So, it should be pretty good at 4 o'clock. And it just so happens that, of course, the Eagles are at 1 o'clock. I'd imagine that the 4 o'clock game that we might get is... One of the CBS games, I'm guessing Tennessee and the Chargers on CBS. That's what I'm guessing we get. Playoff implications. Yeah, Titans look ugly, but that could be a good game. Yeah, or Cincinnati-Tampa on CBS. You would prefer that one because of the Bengals. (laughs) And because it's Tom Brady versus maybe the next coming. I'm not saying goat or anything like that, but one of the next upcoming great quarterbacks in this league. And then you have the Giants and Washington. At 8 o'clock. Probably going to be an ugly game. Probably going to be like 17, 14. <laughs> Next Monday when we're in here, we have the Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers. That's an ugly one. I can't believe it. Well, I guess you can't flex out a Monday game, right? Has nah, to be a Sunday has to be game. Sunday yeah. game. Yeah, Yikes. it has to be a Sunday game. So, I mean, of the games that are on Saturday, the only one that we would want changed would be Buffalo and Miami. So, I'm cool with Cincinnati-Tampa. That's a good game, though, Buffalo-Miami. I'm, so, I'm cool with Tampa and Cincinnati at 4 o'clock. Yeah. I'm yeah. good with that one. Yeah. What's our schedule for the Sixers? I know we have Friday. I think it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. All right, so next after, week you're after saying? Friday, there's nothing over the weekend. All right, cool. well, Christmas. Well, that's the following. Oh, you're okay. Gotcha. My bad. Yeah. All right, so we're good. We good. We can watch the football games on Saturday. And Sounds Saturday. good to me. Yeah, no Sixers. Yeah, so we're all good. All good. So yeah. All right, let me get a couple of tweets in there before we get started. Robert Griffin. Whew. And I'm seeing a couple of other people now, like OJ, my man OJ Philly on Twitter. I really want to like this dude, but, and then he has the video there that I sent you. My man C, 
He said, I sent this one to you because he said, what? <laughs> exactly. Just type in Robert Griffin in Twitter. He's probably yeah, trending already at yeah. this point. It's, uh, it was he's, surprising, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me check these tweets and then we'll get to the uh, Die Hard movies and holidays. Die Hard and Die Hard 2, both around Christmas. Released around Christmas. Die Hard 3. No. The movies. Oh. Based around Christmas. Die Hard 3, 4th of July, Samuel L. Jackson. Die Hard 4, Valentine's Day, Justin Long. And the last one, I remember being released on Valentine's weekend. So there's that. See? I knew too was also Christmas because I remember the whole thing. John Amos is in that movie. His wife is flying back. Spoiler alert. Wife is flying back, trying to save the plane, all that stuff. Holiday lights everywhere. All the stuff in the airport. Christmas. Both released in July. Die Hard 1 Hey, I said it was. I said Bad it was. Bad Santa, November. <laughs> so look at that. Not Nash- a Christmas movie. National Lampoons? Did you check that I one? I think it's November. I'll double check. All right. All right. But I think it's November. Okay. All right. You know, the Grinch. You know, hey. <laughs> but I'll check the December Grinch. 1st. December Christmas 1st. vacation. All right. I'll check the Grinch. What, what year was that? 2002, I think. 2002? Something like that. All right. Not All a Christmas right. movie, Die Hard. Sorry. Sorry. You're right, Bruce Willis. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to, as I check it out real fast, it was released in uh, November. November 8th. A little early, but still Christmas time. All right. Still Christmas time. All right. All right. Not July. All right. You got it, man. You got it. Let's do it. 11.45. Monday. Starting things off. Start the week off right. Leftovers. Yes, leftovers for tonight. We're going to start. You know, oh, by the way, Tyler or Tyler, Kyler Murray. They fear it's a torn ACL. Little doubt. It's just a like torn we ACL. Yeah, yep. unfortunately, unfortunately so. Colt McCoy will be starting quarterback next year unless they bring someone else in. Yeah, very unfortunate. That stinks. Uh, just wanted to throw that in there real quick. We're going to start in Major League Baseball. Atlanta Braves make a big time trade today. The Braves acquire catcher Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's in a three-team deal involving the Braves, Brewers, and Athletics. Braves land a 28-year-old catcher, Sean Murphy, one of the best all-around catchers in baseball. Since 2020, he's averaged a 235 average with 14 homers a year and top-tier defense. That we sh- Just those stats alone, we take JT, JT Real Muto for granted. 235 and 14 homers is considered one of the best catchers in baseball. Yeah, and he is. Not a free agent until 2025. Projected to make $3.5 million this season because he's in arbitration. Um, Brewers get William Contreras, who was the DH last year for the Braves, and I believe was in the All-Star game. Uh, A's get a bunch of prospects because they're the Oakland A's and they don't care about winning or anything like that. They just care about (laughs) not spending money. Does this force the Phils into more moves with your division rival? Force them, no. Because I think Should it what put you, pressure on them? No, because I think what you've done is you've done the right thing so far where you, you could argue that, hey, maybe the Braves have done this move for the very reason of what the Phillies have already done. We're acquiring Trey Turner and then, of course, Taiwan Walker and hitting the bullpen as well. But we already thought the Phillies would do something else anyway, something a little more smaller, unless a big name just continued to drop, 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 wouldn't get the price that he wants. And then they're like, you know what? For a year, let's go to Philadelphia, something like that. So put pressure on the Phillies, no. But, of course, it just makes them better. So, 
Great job by them. I think it puts a little bit more pressure. Okay. Tiny bit. And we'll see what happens with uh, some more moves around the league. But you have to go all in now. You, you spend money. And I'm not saying to detriment your team or anything like that. You should still be smart, Dave Dombrowski. But you see how tough the Padres making moves, the Braves making moves. It's not going to be easy to get back to that World Series. you got to do whatever you can as long as it's not completely crippling your franchise. So I think it puts a little bit of pressure on them. Okay, fair enough. Uh, We're going to move over to the NBA. Cade Cunningham, 2021 number one overall pick. Cade Cunningham is out for the season. Pistons guard, it's been announced today and reported today that he is undergoing shin surgery. Hasn't played since November 9th. He was trying to rest and rehab to see if that shin got better. It did not. He's only played 76 career games in, what, a year and some change. Shooting struggles, 41% from the field this season, 31% from three. Thoughts on him as the player? Thoughts on the injury for the Pistons? Really like his rookie season. Uh, Had high hopes for him this year, adding Jaden Ivey and some of the other pieces. Bogdanovich also coming in as a shooter in that trade from Utah. I wanted the Sixers to target him. Teams waited, and he signed a new contract with the Pistons. The guy can flat-out shoot. But I thought Kate Cunningham as a overall player, multidimensional player on the offensive end will really help um, them. Uh, this stinks, and it's the shin. That bothers me a little bit. It's a weird injury. It is. Yeah. It is. Now they're going to rehab. He has the best doctors, best training staff, all that stuff. Training staff, as far as the NBA goes, not the best, but, I mean, he's an NBA. He's going to get the best treatment There's possible. a lot worse ones out there. Correct. Yeah. Because uh, I actually, of course, think that Sixers, led by Kevin Johnson, do a really good job. Great job. He's the best. Uh, but, yeah, that stinks. Yeah. Young player, year number two, really promising with that team. That That's awful. You never, obviously, never like want to see anyone get injured and yeah. with an injury that's kind of weird like that. But the NBA wants its top-tier players, the number one picks, the high picks, to be out there as much as possible. So it's unfortunate, but hopefully a speedy recovery for one Kate Cunningham. Going to move over to the NFL. The Cowboys sign a wide receiver who used to wear number 13. But it's not Odell Beckham. Ah. It is T.Y. Hilton. Former Colt T.Y. Hilton agreed to a deal today with the Dallas Cowboys. Max value of that contract is $1.5 million. Visited the Cowboys today, and I guess they liked what they saw or what they heard because they signed him almost immediately. 33 years old, T.Y. Hilton is last played in 2021, which is last year for the Indianapolis Colts. Had 23 catches, 331 yards, and three touchdowns in 10 games in 2021. So pretty underwhelming. Does he have anything left? Does this scare you if you're an Eagles fan? And does this take them out of the Odell running, most importantly? I think it takes him out for right now with the possibility of we will cut you now, T.Y. Hilton, to replace you and give that number 13 to Odell Beckham if he wants it. So, no, it doesn't scare me. His legs are fresh and all, but he's a possession receiver at this time. He's not the same type of player that he used to be. I'm a big CeeDee Lamb fan. Michael Gallup is very good. Myself as well. With Brown that. is talented. So they have stuff. And Schultz, of course. But no, it, does, it doesn't do anything for me. No. T.Y. used to be really good. Like his Andrew Luck days, he was one of the better receivers in the league. That was a guy, fantasy football league, you wanted him every single year. And then he just kind of fell off a cliff a little bit. And, you know, you're getting older, as I mentioned, 33 years old right now. When you hit your 30s in the NFL as a receiver, especially with all those miles and games racked up, he did kind of fall off. But I always enjoyed T.Y. Hilton as a receiver, as a player. I don't think he really does much for the Dallas Cowboys this year. I just don't. Um, last one, E-40. The rapper? Yes. 
announced that Chicken and Waffles, which is mm. his soul food line, it's an ice cream brand. Chicken, or uh, excuse me, his ice cream, his Goon with the Spoon ice cream brand. I read that wrong. Excuse me, is announcing its first ice cream flavor, which is chicken and waffles. So I kind of screwed that up a little bit. Okay, would you try the chicken and waffles ice cream and favorite ice cream flavor of yours? I'm playing with this one. Vanilla is my favorite. Your favorite? Mm-hmm. Vanilla? Mm-hmm. I like vanilla, but right. yeah, it's my favorite. Okay, right. um, my hate. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it, it, that's my favorite. When I try it, I would take one of those really small sample spoons from Baskin Robbins, the little tiny ones. Oh, yeah. That's the only way I would try it. Otherwise, I'd probably be out. Doesn't sound too... And I love chicken and waffles, but I don't think I want it as ice cream. As ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And those yeah. are tonight's leftovers. Interesting. Chicken and waffle ice cream. Eh. Not so much. Some weird ice cream flavors out there. Some that work. But, yeah, chicken and waffles, I don't know, salty and sweetness, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Doesn't do it for me. No. No. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, Second flavored ice cream. Um, hmm. Strawberry. And then I, I like strawberry. cookies and cream. Okay. That's yeah. better. Uh, everything else is dangerous to me. <laughs> dangerous meaning I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. All right. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. As always, great stuff, man. You and I, Tom, will be back tomorrow. Thanks to all the callers, listeners, tweeters out there. We really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 o'clock, beginning with the Sixers pre-pregame show. 6 o'clock following the best show ever. So everybody have a great night. Be safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night.